Listen. To- oh, you. <laughs> You're such an asshole. <laughs> okay, I was not expecting that. that was <laughs> oh my God, you should not have that kind of heartburn at the age of 31 or whatever you are. For audio listeners, normally we open beers at the beginning. I just had to open some tums. Now I'll open my beer. <laughs> I just oh, had a giant burrito. Oh god! So, you just you eat the worst things before you do these podcasts. It's really weird that you want to eat like the, the like most heartburning, you know. I didn't think fat. about it. I didn't think about it. That's it like was rec- delicious. It's the recurring theme here. Um. So <laughs> that was good though, right? That was really good. I did not expect that. <laughs> so like five minutes ago. For, for those of you watching, um, I'm now recording in my third location. I'm recording in my old childhood bedroom <laughs> because I'm staying here until I sell my old house, which should be very soon, hopefully. Um, but so I go downstairs a few minutes ago and I'm like, uh, mom, y'all got any Tums? And she's like, yeah. And I grabbed it and I was like taking it upstairs. She's like, why are you taking that upstairs? <laughs> I was like, I'm doing a bit. Don't worry. <laughs> Does she know what a bit is? I don't know. She probably's like, what? I'm gonna do a bit of them. No, she <laughs> she said she said I'm gonna stay down here. <laughs> like I'm okay. scared. I'm scared of what you're gonna do later if you're taking those now. I yeah, I don't know what you're doing up there. All right, oh, why don't you why don't you introduce that one? Okay. Yeah. So at, um, check out the check out the shirt. Oh, what a coinky dinky. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. So. I he has on a birdsong shirt. I am actually drinking a birdsong beer. Uh, birdsong is out of Charlotte. This is one of my favorite breweries up there. Um, this is their flagship. Uh, it is the Jalapeno Pale Ale, and it is absolutely delicious. And I haven't had it in probably about five years, so I am very excited for this. It's got just the right amount of jalapeno kick to it, yeah. and then and then it's just it just finishes like a really smooth pale ale. It's it's delicious. Uh, I actually sell that beer and. I can tell you from having had cans fall off the truck and, and explode at some point, that is maybe the worst beer to get on you and have on your skin while you're uh, <laughs> trying Ooh, yeah. to do it. Cause it does do have, the, it's got straight up jalapeno in it. Like oh, I, yeah, you can dude. feel it in your mouth and in your throat. And, and then you smell like a jalapeno for the rest of the day. And that's not fun at all. <laughs> so it's something that has happened more than once because and if you got like, if you got on your hands, you got to like adjust your junk or something. Well, hopefully you wash your hands before you do that, but you know. Yeah, but I mean, even if you wash your hands afterwards, like peppers stay there. It's, it's not quite as bad as like the when you do the hot sauce. It's like you have to sign the waiver for, and you can't like you can't touch your junk. For <laughs> don't like touch your don't touch your face for a month. <laughs> yeah, basically. Um, I'm going a little different this time. It's going to be our, I think, third time we've had these guys on the show. This is an untitled yeah, art. Oh, untitled art. Okay, I was going to say new serum. Uh, untitled. No, I think we've had new serum on here more than once. Mm-hmm. Or more than three times. Uh, this is Untitled Art, but this is their seltzer, if you can see that. That is not a seltzer. It is. Uh, <laughs> it's not a seltzer. Well, it's, a, it's an imperial seltzer, so it is 9%, a seltzer that's 9%. Think about that. It looks and pretty. It's like dark pink. It's like a magenta almost. It, yeah, it's, it's basically purple. Um, and it's uh, vanilla blackberry lime. Okay. So I have not had this. Uh, the last time we had Imperial or Untitled Art on here, well, it did not go well. Um, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll, we're going to give them another shot. Let's go. Yeah. That's delicious. That one's better? Oh, yeah. Better than the milkshake? 
Or the smoothie? The, the smoothie, yeah. This is really good. This is dangerously good. This is, does not taste like 9%. <laughs> oh, this one it. is, uh, let's see. I don't know what the percent on this one is. Um, I don't see it. I think it's, oh, there it is. Five and I a half. It's like five. Yeah, 5.5. 5. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. Good stuff. Yeah, oh, dude. This, I should say this is in conjunction with uh, Hidden Springs Ale Works. Oh, really? Uh, That's the one I keep talking about in Tampa. Nope. This is out of uh, Wanakee, Wisconsin. Huh? I'm sure, that, I'm sure there's more than one Hidden Springs. This, it's got like but a penguin. Even it's then. A, it's got a penguin on it. Dude, that's Tampa. That it is says, Tampa. That's the Hidden Springs Ale Works in Tampa. Oh, okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe Untitled Art is out of. I bet it is. I okay, bet it maybe, is. Maybe that's, that's probably what it might be. Okay, yeah. Hidden, dude, well, Hidden, Hidden Springs Ale Works. This is the combo they did. Cool. Okay, that's exciting. Cool. I love Hidden Springs. Like that is uh that is my, it, and it would be way too much of a like I could imagine another Hidden Springs somewhere, but another Hidden Springs Ale Works like, with a penguin logo. That is just we're living that's delicious. We're living is in it, an that's not the reality. one that that's not the one that um lost its location, right? No, that was Brewbus. Hidden right, Springs. Brubus. Hidden Springs is still there, and they do. They're they're the ones um they're the ones that do the shitty tattoos on the cans. I don't. I've you never remember? seen. No, 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 no. Remember, I was telling you about like the pizza. And oh the yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like, like the intentionally bad. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Gotcha. That's yeah. cool. This is uh, delicious. So may, I, I feel like maybe that's a little bit of their stuff creeping in. Two kawinky dinkies in a night. Mm-hmm. And yes, I am always going to call coincidences kawinky dinkies. That's yep. We're we are mature men here. Yeah, <laughs> the thirty year old men. <laughs> um. Ooh. So what you what's what's been going on? We haven't we haven't had a casting in about a week and a half yeah dude we've been busy we've been busy, we we, been busy. We, we've hung out a few times we have uh been talking about recording a few times and haven't been able to pull because we've gotten too drunk <laughs> we've got you're not wrong you're not we were wrong. gonna we were gonna record the other night and then i just ended up passing out on your couch yeah that's true but that was that would have been that would have been a real shit show of a podcast <laughs> i'm telling you right now i don't know how that uh, would have turned out yeah so um just a little little update uh, we do kind of even when we're not doing gaming and drinking, we're still we're still gaming and drinking. Um, yeah. We went to uh, the Transmission Arcade Bar in Columbia. That place was pretty cool. I dug it. Um, I was yeah. really excited that they had the ice cold beer game, which is basically for those of you don't know that don't know, ice cold beer is like a a uh, barcade game from the seventies, right? Got I think it. it's for, it's I think it's from either the sixties or the seventies, and. Um, Basically, you've got two levers and a bar, and each lever raises one side of the bar, and you've got a marble that balances on the bar, and you're trying to get the marble up an increasingly difficult uh, labyrinth. I'm going to blow your mind here. It's actually from 1983. Really? Yeah, it does not look like a game from 1983. That, it looks like it's straight out of like 72. Yeah, you're talking like post-Space Invaders, post-Asteroids, uh, you know, post-all that stuff at that point. So that's I bet that game it, it, I bet that game should, was at dive bars across America. Well, we should say it's an analog game. Yes. Right? So yes. It's, it's it's not digital, it's not using any kind of like pixels or anything like that. So it's not uh it's not like traditional, you know, arcade game that you would think of uh after like a post Pac-Man era type thing. Um it's it's very much like a I don't even know how you would describe it. It's got the rings that 
they it's fall kinda, down or they pop up. I can't remember. I never. I didn't get to see it in action because the, the game didn't work. No, it's just a, it's just a marble that kind of slides back and forth on this on this rail. But does that, it go down you, or up? It goes up. You're trying to move up, and then there's like all these little holes in the back of the board that the marble can fall through, gotcha. um, and you're trying to avoid those holes until you get it to the very top, and then you want to put it in that tippy top hole. Um, Looks and, cool. I wish we got to play it. Yeah, it stole my quarter instead. So it stole two of your quarters. Stole two of my quarters, and. Yeah so yeah tokens sir tokens yeah so transmission Wait, fix that game it's awesome i want to play it <laughs> yeah I do, I do i do want to play it i want to see an action i'm clearly we weren't the only ones because wasn't there like 16 credits it had in it or something like that so yeah it already we was it already had a full stack of credits in there like my quarter, my tokens didn't do anything we weren't the first people to attempt this <laughs> the bar was like so. stuck like at a 45 degree angle <laughs> yeah <laughs> what else um, there was one other game that took my coins i can't remember which one uh it was the uh Oh man, it wasn't gaunt. We, we okay, so let's go through the games we played there. Oh <laughs> yeah, Gauntlet. So, it so was, we, we played. We started with Marvel versus Capcom one, uh, two? two, 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 and uh, that game was awesome. But it was like really poorly lit. Uh, the backlight or the the uh, L, not LCD the um, the screen whatever screen it was using was was clearly not working like it was supposed to be because I could barely see the screen at all. Yeah. But still a great game, still a fun game. The matches, I will say, took forever. I don't remember the matches going on that long. It's I think they might, yeah. I think they might have set it to, like, the highest uh, – Like, health ha- handicap. handicap. setting. Yeah, like yeah. you can do with some fighting games. And that was cool. And then we <laughs> and then we played Gauntlet Dark Legacy, which I remember coming out on some console. It was it Dreamcast? It looked like a Dream – it looked like a fucking 64. Actually, it might have I'm been I'm looking 64. it up. I'm looking it up. Uh – I don't remember. It came like, out on PlayStation 2, Arcades, Game Boy Advanced. That, that must have been the Game Boy Advanced version. They had <laughs> GameCube, Xbox. Xbox and, One, but not Xbox One. Yeah. The, Xbox OG. Yeah, Xbox uh, OG. And I, boy, that game is fucking awful. It's like, real bad. It is terrible. I have never played a game. In an arcade, well, that's not true. I'm sure I've played many bad games in arcade, but that game, <laughs> that, no, game that one is, is that one so rough. Bad. And it did this thing that I maybe arcade games did this back in Your the day. Your health just, just automatically drains the entire it, time. And I, maybe I don't remember that because I have like nostalgic, like rose colored glasses on for them. But I do not remember any game that just said like, <laughs> "Fuck you." We're gonna take your better put some more quarters in. (laughs) Like we're just gonna literally kill you slowly as you're walking through these poorly (laughs) designed dungeons with your these controls that barely work. Uh, Uh, Then we cleanse our palate with the baseball. It's not RBI baseball. Oh Um, yeah, it's it's another mechanical game. Um, It is that game is. I'd forgotten how much I like that game. I played. I used to play that game with uh, Amy a lot in Tampa. That yeah, that game or no in Orlando they had one. they had the game at like my local pizza inn. It's it a great game. Awesome. Um, let's see. It's I'm trying to baseball arcade game from the nineties. No. It was like batter up, batter Mechanical out. Mechanical baseball arcade game. Let's see. Only, let's they, see what Google says. There's only gonna be a few of those. There can't be that many. Valley Dynamo also no. That's not it. Maybe that was the designer, but I don't know, man. I don't know, but it was a cool. It's a cool if you, uh, if like RBI in, baseball game where like you have a pitcher, you, it, like you. It's two players. You have one of your players is pitching, and you've got like four pitches to choose from. You got a slider, a curveball, a changeup, and a fastball. 
Um, you got like a mechanical bat at the bottom that you yeah and then you got the batter who's literally just hitting the swing button and then he's like got a and it's just it's it's like a ping pong paddle with that looks like a bat that you're trying to see the ball and the 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 outfield is like a bunch of different guys and depending on what display they give you it's either going to be like a single double yeah and you're trying uh, to aim you're trying to aim on a like a different square in the back to uh to and get have, your singles or your base hits. Great names like uh, who was the? It was Mike. Mike uh, Schlitz. Mike Schlitz. <laughs> that was yeah. so good. Um, yeah. That game was great. That was a good palate cleanser after Gauntlet, Gauntlet Dark Legacy. Um, and then we played. It wasn't the new cruising, was it? It was. Uh, did we play the new cruising? Uh, no. Oh, that was not. at a different. That was somewhere else. Um, that was at uh that bowling alley. Uh, and then we played uh the off-road was it not off-road rally dirt, was Parker dirt rally dirt rally dirt. no it was no it was off-road rally was it off-road it was, rally yeah, it's, yeah it was a neo geo game oh that's right yes it was off-road rally that game was good yeah um, that one's fun was it was that a, was after was a few beers and i was like this is why i don't drink and drive because <laughs> i was going like just sideways into the wall there was some really weird rubber banding in that game too yeah like for sure real bad rubber banding um that was fun. It was a fun little arcade experience. We had. Oh yeah, good times. And um, they had awesome food there too. Um, I had a bon, I had a bon me uh, wrap, and it mm-hmm. was delicious. Yeah, they have good it was, food. It too. was a pork rib bon me too. Oh, really Ooh. good beer in, in there as well. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so dug that. And then we also, we also went and checked out a Bang Back Arcade in Columbia, mm-hmm. which, to be honest, as someone that loves video games, Bang Back is cooler than Transmission. And it's just because, dude, those, ga- those tables they have in there are so sick. Yeah, well, they have, I mean, they have all brand new, basically. Brand yeah. New t- they have yeah. super things. They have uh, Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty. They, did they have they, the Mandal- Mandalorian, Mandalorian, Led Zeppelin, ACDC. Uh, they had like Monster Bash, uh, Star Wars, Star Trek, the Star Trek with Chris uh, uh, Chris Pine, um, which I thought was kind of weird. I was like, if I want, if I played a Star Trek game, I want to play like yeah, but you got you know. like the the people these days introduce <clears throat> characters by their current iterations more than the than the old yeah, schools. I guess yeah. Um, but the stranger things table was a super cool setup they've got they they're super creative there like whoever owns that place super creative fred Fred, sure yeah fred cool guy uh but he's super you you met him you met him oh was that was that the old guy running around playing okay yeah Yeah, he was awesome i like that guy yeah that's so um yeah we i hung out there for hours dude and Mm um i went back to the stranger things table and they act, it's like tucked away in the back corner and you can't even see the table from like the rest of the play yeah, area they have like a black cloth over it and yeah they've got they they made a like i don't know if you've watched stranger things in the first season they do a lot with bed sheets um they they do a lot of forts and things like that so they made like this bed sheet fort that has all the letter like the taped up letters all over the outside and it looks mm-hmm. like uh like Winona Ryder's living room when she does the yeah the thing. yeah and then when you go inside of it it's like dark sheets and and like like uh looks like a dark force make it look like the upside down the in upside there. down yeah it looks and they just have like, like upside down. they have like fake foliage over the top and they do all this in such a small space and it's like man yeah, you guys it's really it's, it's not more than probably like 10 feet down and maybe like four feet across like yeah it's, 
It's they crushed it though. It's so cool what they did with that. Like yeah. uh, that was super creative. And that table's really cool too. There's actually a demogorgon that pops up in the middle of the table. Yep. You hit the, the the ball right into his mouth and it kills him. <laughs> that table, yeah, that that table is really really nice. Yeah, um, yeah. Bangkok's an awesome place. Also, great beer there as well, and good food if you ever get a chance to eat there. I don't think you did, but no, I didn't eat. Um, they do they do do a lot of good food there. Um, so I think Thursday is uh, they put all the tables on free play. By the way, is it Thursday or Wednesday? I don't know. One of those. But we should we should go for one of those nights for sure. Because uh, it's a dollar a play otherwise, and that's kind of steep. We might go live on TikTok or something. I don't, I don't know how to use TikTok, but they actually they actually had a a streaming set up there yeah over the, for the mandalorian, mandalorian table. table they had a camera looking at the player a camera looking at the scoreboard and a camera looking at the play field mm-hmm. and, and, like and then they had macbook set up yeah and it. then they had a stream table set up right with a with a pc on it like right beside it it's like damn guys y'all are really well y'all, that's uh y'all that's are a, just like i went in there and i was like these are my people. Like, these are my fellow nerds that I could come and just nerd out with and not care. And not get judged by it and have like, yeah. people be like, who are these nerds in here? Yeah. Because everyone's a nerd in there. Exactly. Um, the, uh, the streaming setup, though, I think was done by somebody else, uh, like the South Carolina Pinball Association or something like that. Because there's uh, a guy. Oh, there's yeah. A guy that, there's that like a pinball around. librarian dude or whatever. Yeah, he goes around to different places and, and does all that stuff. You know, so. um, Langston who we played descent with the other night mm-hmm. actually used to be good friends with that guy and used to go to his house and play like free pinball all the time oh cool yeah, i'm sure he has a bunch of tables in his house and, and whatnot yeah he, it was like an underground pinball arcade type deal that, like yeah i was on like their facebook page for a while uh before they like like before bang back became a thing there was only like a few places you could play like good pinball um, and they would like find the different locations and post about them and stuff. It was a, it was a cool little page. Yeah. Langston, I remember back in college, he'd be like, yo, you want to go play pinball at this guy's house? I was like, that sounds weird. No, <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like I might get murdered. I'm good. But turns out he's just a really big pinball enthusiast. Yeah. Just, <laughs> Not trying to kill you. Just, well, he, I mean, jury's still out on that. We don't really know, but oh, <laughs> I'm, sure I'm sure he's a nice guy. Yeah. Um, so speaking of non pinball things, uh, like, like murder, apparently, <laughs> what have you been playing? Um, let's see. Let me go back into this Google doc. I've been playing a few, few little things, been re revisiting some stuff, but first, um, let's go into the, the one new game I've been playing, okay. uh, which is Mario golf super rush. Now I've uh, heard very mixed reactions, mostly leaning negative towards this thing. I started out feeling very positive about it. Um, mm-hmm. And I was like, these reviews are garbage. Everyone sucks. Uh, mm-hmm. But the more I play it, the more mm-hmm. I'm kind of leaning toward the negative side. And I hate that so much because right. I want to like a Mario sports game. I no tried way. so hard to like Mario tennis. Yeah. I, I, I didn't really like Mario tennis. It was okay. Yeah, same here. Um, and I'm Let playing me, this and I want to like it. I like the mechanics of it are fun, but just there's all the trappings and stuff around it just are so bland. So let me ask you this. Were you a fan of like the GBA? Oh yes. And the, the Game Boy. So you like when Camelot oh, yes. made the like more RPG style. No, 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 no. I, I actually will say I, I liked the, uh, the Nintendo 64 and the GameCube Mario Golf. So those are the ones that I played before. Mm. I thought, the, um, I thought the, 
I know the first two were like RPG games. It was the Game Boy Advance one because that was like the first one. And then the, uh, I think the 64 one was also like an RPG. And then they changed it up with like the GameCube version and made it like more of a Mario Kart arcade type game. Um, um, I don't think Mario Golf 64 was an RPG. I don't think maybe, so. Maybe, I, I, I really only played, I really only played multiplayer. I would play, go and like play couch versus mm-hmm. with my friends. Gotcha. Um, so I don't, and I don't think I actually owned it. I think it was my buddy Keith that owned it. So mm-hmm. there might be RPG elements to it, but all I remember is just playing the multiplayer version because I was such a huge Hot Shots fan too when I was a kid on PlayStation 1. Right. Yeah. And um, great. it's weird that it's weird that they haven't been able to, cause like, I feel like since basically since the 64 or maybe the GameCube version, I think people like that one, but like since that one, they haven't really pulled off a Mario golf that everyone seems to really like. And it's really weird because hot shots, every time they do a new one of those people, all, they, everybody loves it. They even like the everybody's golf. Well, I'm, did. I do like everybody's golf. I remember, but one thing I will say that the the biggest negative is I tr- I tried I bought everybody's golf VR because we were gonna play VR golf against each other that was gonna be mm-hmm. so sick but there's no online multiplayer in that game and that right. is such garbage like that is why would you not yeah, do that's, that that's the VR version I can understand like why they didn't go I don't while, but... I don't I mean I mean I read at it, all I read it, but... like can you imagine how awesome it would be like for us to not only play golf against each other but then to be able to like hop in a golf cart to, to, yeah, and go drive around a so, golf course now speaking of that okay bring it back to mario golf yeah that that is one of the biggest complaints that i've heard about this game is that the i guess the have you played the rush mode you know what i'm talking about uh i've played against ai i haven't played um any multiplayer of that so you're like running actually no through- i played against i played against amy one time while i was in florida so you're you're running through the levels right like at a like to your ball yeah, and you and you can like do, interact with the characters and stuff. Yeah, but but it seems like people don't like that as much because you're having to, like, it it takes too long to get from each one as opposed to like warping to your shots like you would in a regular golf game. I kind of I think it adds a nice fun little layer to it. Um, it's a fun little race. It it and it's not just the, like the amount of strokes, um, or yeah, the or the it, speed. It kind of it, – it's a mixture of both because you've got your base time that it takes you to to take your shots and get done with the hole. Say it takes you two minutes to get done with the hole, but then it also takes you three shots. Every shot that you take adds another, like, either 10 seconds or 30 seconds to your total time. So, like, if you take four shots and you took two minutes, then that's going to be, like, a four-minute hole. Got you. That's, um, a cool, that's a cool concept. So, it's actually – it's pretty neat. And there are, like – there are different, like, abilities that the characters have that you can, like, troll the other players and, like, and try to mess them up. Um, and that's a lot of fun. Like, um, uh, what's his name? Uh, Wario actually summons a storm cloud – over like an area of the hole and like if everybody's balls are there it like just shot it lightning strikes everybody and like so what you're saying is that wario literally just goes and strikes everybody's balls when he whenever he yes he strikes ball. everyone's balls no what that what he does though his his uh special is so powerful because like basically what his does is the next time um you're trying to hit the ball you either like the top of your like power meter has like something covering it and if you accidentally hit the ball too hard lightning will strike you 
and you uh, just you just lose a stroke and you have to hit from there again and so and like and then there's other ones that just like um you got king bob and his, his like special is it just like he drops a bunch of bombs all over the golf course that like blow people blow up their golf balls and just send them flying like king bob is like just a regular ass he's a character dude that's really good that's awesome yeah king bob in there and I, i'm a big fan of that um so like the characters i think there's like 16 characters or something like that which is a pretty good list mm-hmm. um so like there's that's awesome yeah. there's good aspects and like the playing of the golf is fun um, the main complaint I actually have about it is the campaign story mode um, is just super boring. Like, yeah, I, it's, it's basically like a glorified tutorial, right? Basically, and you have to do it if you want to play the full game because all the all mode? the courses I, are locked behind the campaign. I hate when games do that. Nintendo, yeah. Nintendo is particularly bad about doing that stuff. Like, you're like, they don't do it with like Mario Kart or, or anything, but they'll do that with like. Um, like a lot of the uh, like offshoot games they do where like uh, Splatoon and uh, the arms games. And like, if you don't play like a certain amount of the single player stuff, you can't get to the cool. Multiplayer yeah. Tennis unlocks. did the same thing. Like I, by the time, it. by the end, the tennis campaign was so long that like, by the time I got done with the campaign, I was burned out and didn't want to play it anymore. <laughs> what, doesn't Smash Brothers do something similar to that too? Like where you have to play like nah, a single player uh yeah actually you had to unlock the characters by playing the single player that is all that is dumb i mean yeah. i most i know most 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 smash brothers players will like they're gonna play the campaign anyway, i did it like, i did it and actually there's a way to cheat that too oh yeah but a, see but you shouldn't have to you yeah know? like it should just be unlocked from the get-go like don't don't that'd be like if mortal Kombat was like all right you can't unlock you it was know, like save it was until, like save the game on the on the on the character select and then turn the game off and then turn it back on and then load up a new save and then you got a new character it would and you and stupid. you just do that like 30 times to get all the characters and it took like two hours yeah i just i just, I just played all, it i just played like, it you should not have to jump through hoops to play the multiplayer game the way you want i think goldeneye and like perfect dark had similar things like that too where you couldn't like I know Goldeneye did because remember you would have to like oh dude actually, that Goldeneye campaign was so good actually some it of the was stuff they so did, good the Goldeneye stuff was more like rewards that you could use in the um in the campaign if I we'll get we'll get to this later in on the multiplayer the show, yeah like it was like if you do the um because remember how it was like objective based and like the harder the difficulty the more objectives you had yeah uh and like I th- I, I could be and then also the but, enemies got spongier and you got a little bit spongier but it was more yeah, it was easy you de- died you easier definitely, you definitely died easier um but it was more that you had to like, you know, like the the opening level with the dam. You would there's have there's lots like of dis- time stuff, wasn't there? Yeah, you like- have to like disarm the bomb within a certain amount of time. You would have to and disarm like more than the one bomb. You'd have to like find multiple. I, I thought that was a really cool way to do objectives and stuff. And again, we'll get to this later when we talk about the sixty four. But like that kind of you don't see that in first person shooters anymore, where you know they give you like objectives to uh, to like complete and and like depending on the instead of making things like harder, making enemies spongier, just doing that. They give you like more stuff to do within the level. Yeah, um, I always thought that was a cool concept, but but yeah, I, I know Perfect Dark had like some unlocks that you had to do like through the campaign and, and yeah, but it's gotten a lot more egregious. I feel like uh, yeah. this sounds in more like, recent times. Like this, you, this one if you don't Mario's- do the if you don't do the campaign, then you could literally there's and there's only eight courses in the whole game. It's either six or eight. I think it's eight. Um, but you, if you don't do the campaign and you just want to play like multiplayer or whatever, you only get two courses. <laughs> like you get the first two and then the rest are all locked. And I had to play about an hour of the game just to unlock one more course. Oh my God. 
<laughs> and it's such a boring like tutorial and the game is pretty simple it's mario golf it's like you hit a you hit a again at the top of the meter you hit up down left right for spin and and slice and and uh and it's, the whatnot and the whatnots of the golf of uh the golf <laughs> uh so it's it's pretty cut and dry like once you play two holes you know how to play the game <laughs> so do you think this game would benefit from like some more like mario kart-esque wackiness like maybe yes some, some more like power-ups and, yes and i think like that, that if you could so you get your once every character has their one special shot and then like while you're running through the course you can collect coins which charges up your special faster you can also mm -hmm. if you press the left uh bumper then um, you use like a like a special star sprint kind of thing um, that makes you run really fast. Oh, yeah, they, and they you can also you, like hit, hit other characters. Yeah. Um, but so that's you, it. You, no, you get you your one. You get your one ability and your one little run, and that's all you get. Like it would be so much cooler if it was like uh, Mario Kart, up, where you're picking, picking up power ups, up power -ups mm -hmm. as you're going. Like why not? Why not? You're I, already so you're already so close to there. You're like it's, right it's, there. Well, because you're not like you're not doing like a pure game of golf on the one hand, right? You know, like it's not it's not like oh, and the golf holes are so bananas, dude. Like it doesn't make any sense. There's like the it'll it, so so it's like a Mario Kart course almost, where they make it like you know like a chocolate you know the chocolate donut. No, it's like. no, it's not even no. I don't mean like goofy wacky bananas. I mean like the layout of this course makes no sense because um, like you'll have the hole like down here. Then you'll have, or you'll have your tea, tea box down here, holes up here, but then there's also a fairway that goes straight to it. But then there's also a fairway that goes around this way and then goes back up <laughs> and like, this way. And it's like it's, a, it's like a just, wave race level, but for, it's like, for, why would I not just hit it straight toward the hole? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is, I, like, see, okay. So that's what I envisioned. Like what I said about the, you, you know, that level of Mario Kart, like the chocolate donut, you know, whatever level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or, How, like, or, all the paths, like, go over each other and stuff. Yeah, and you have, or you have, like, the little things falling down and, like, yeah. you know, getting in your way, obstacles and stuff like that. Like, that's what I imagine that this game should be. And then, like, with power-ups in it as well. Because And they were do, so like, close to getting there with so much stuff, but they didn't quite pull off really anything except for just the basic golf mechanics. And if it's just a basic golf game at that point, like it's not going to be enough for Mario fans and it's not going to be enough for golf fans, you know, like exactly. You're kind of like splitting the difference between the two and not satisfying either one of them. Yeah. And, and I think that's where it lands. Um, but as, as a golf fan and a Mario golf fan, um, I do. I've still enjoy playing it. Like I'm not, I don't hate it. Um, but it's just all the trappings around it are super bland. That's that's kind of my my takeaway from it is you know I'll pick it up and play it every now and then, definitely shouldn't have paid sixty bucks for it, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I I'm a sucker for Mario sports games. Like I said, they need to bring back Mario Strikers. Nintendo, bring back Mario Strikers. Uh, starting we're starting the campaign now. Let's give them that gaming and drink. Oh, and I also I also correction from the last episode. Um, I was saying that you pick an entire golf team because I went back and I was like, do you pick a whole golf team or you just pick the one character and then you get like Goombas or something? So um, You mean soccer team? Yeah. What did I say? Not golf team. Oh, yeah. <laughs> soccer golf team. team. <laughs> no, so like uh, I went back and watched like a, a stream of Mario Strikers and it's actually, yeah, you pick your one character and then like it fills in the rest of your team with I think it was Hammer Bros and Koopa Troopas with the match I watched. So you're not like, it's not like 
eight named characters versus eight named yeah characters. it was like one named character and then a bunch of side characters versus That's one funny. main character yeah i think but i'm looking had, back on a, it if they did a new one right nintendo but dude nintendo's gonna go back to the well they're gonna they're gonna go back to the well you're gonna pick your one character you're gonna have your your koopa troopas if it's if it's if it's like this game and pokemon snap and all those other games it's like we're just gonna basically make the same exact game again but with like modern like that the fact that pokemon snap 2 or whatever the new pokemon snap whatever the fuck they call it yeah is is still like a rail-based game that you that you that you repeatedly play the same level over and over again to advance that is crazy that they did that and i get that like they're like oh we're trading on the nostalgia of the the people that played this game back in like 1996 or whatever but it just seems so weird that you wouldn't update that at all to be like you know we're we're gonna let you roam around like even bug snacks which had maybe half the budget of that game let you just roam around and do and like had a story or on the island like all this other stuff and like that game was just ripping off Pokemon Snap, but they were like, we're going to do it a little <laughs> bit better. Yeah. Um, the fact that they didn't do that, especially with the popularity of Pokemon Go, you know, where you see Pokemon out in the environment and, and stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. people like to explore and look for Pokemon. Let them explore and look for Pokemon. Like, I, I cannot believe that they did that. And that seems to be their prevailing, like, philosophy on these types of games. Like, Mario and Zelda, their core franchises, they, they knock those out of the park every time. But you know these like these spin-off games yeah the spin-off games even mario kart to an extent is basically still just the same game from you know 1993 yeah i mean they literally go back to the same t- courses i mean they they yeah. kind of change up the turns but it's like here's rainbow row road here's a you, sherbert island or whatever here's you know what Chocolate you know what Mountain. that probably is like i think it's because when they try to do something different like mario double dash people fucking hate it you know like they but it was mario double dash was good no mario double dash is great but like if you look at it you like go back and yeah like people really were mad at that game because it was so different than the other games um yeah i kind of feel like they're stuck in a rock and a hard place there like if they if they revamp it too much people are gonna be angry if they if they do the same thing people are gonna be angry it's like they've gotta hit a sweet spot look what they did with breath of the wild they made it a completely brand new type of game that isn't really anything like the other zeldas and it and it blew everyone away so i i think they could do it i think they're just scared um nintendo make make more modern versions you cowards of you cowards put put kratos in smash <laughs> do it <laughs> put put jack from final fantasy the stranger of paradise in smash you cowards <laughs> That, oh, that bland white guy. <laughs> That's, uh, they've already got two Final Fantasy characters. Put chaos in Smash. <laughs> uh, um, so another another little game I've been playing. And I just I'll just uh, quickly kind of run through this one. Um, I'm replaying it. Um, uh-huh. Is Limbo, um, and I'm doing that because because of that trailer I, at E3. Yeah, what was it? Replaced? I can't remember the name of it. Something Town, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Somerville. 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 Yeah. Yeah, yeah Replaced yeah. was a different one. Um, no, that's Replaced is that really cool looking 2D action game. Yeah, but. Um, um, Somerville, yes. That game looks awesome. Yeah, it's made by one of the guys that did uh, Inside and Limbo. I think they had like a creative split or something like that. Yeah, um, it's not, it's not Play Dead, right? The, no. The game. Let me but see. This, this is Play Dead. Yeah, so Inside was their first game? first game, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was the game that definitely brought them to like the like media attention. Um, 
and then they did that. They did, or no, Limbo was their first game, and then Inside was the follow-up. Yes. Oh, and did I say I'm playing Inside? Because I'm actually playing Limbo. I think you might have said Inside, but I knew oh. what you meant. Yes. Yeah, you knew what I meant, so everybody else knew what I meant. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm playing. I'm playing through uh, Limbo right now. Right. I've actually, I've actually played through Inside several times because that game is just amazing. Have you ever um, played Limbo before? Yeah, I've played it. I played it. It's been a long time though, and I don't really like. It's not nearly as memorable to me as Inside. The environments um, are, are pretty samey compared to uh, Inside's yeah uh, factory setting. Yeah, the fact not only the setting, but then like that twist, man. Good God, good God! Inside, if you have not played Inside, uh, you definitely drop what should. you're doing. Don't read the spoilers and go play Inside. <laughs> that twist, man! Holy crap! You do not see it coming, and then it's just like, it's like, just here we are. <laughs> I... But the game, the game, the game's title literally like basically tells you that there's something going on, but yeah. you don't even you don't even think about it until it's well. You can, um, you can look at it one way, you can, like you're inside this factory. Or yeah. another way. <laughs> um, I on a side note, I actually, you know that uh, <laughs> what was the the sex doll company that was making a collector's edition of Inside? Oh God, I don't remember. Real I, doll? I know, was it real, real doll? It, I think it was real doll. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They were making like a fleshy. It was like a silicon, yeah, fleshy. <laughs> <laughs> well, not to give away what actually the spoiler yeah. is, but like uh, yeah. a version of that thing. Yes. I almost bought that, dude. I was Which, this close to buying honestly, that Honestly, like, who would you rather partner with? Somebody that knows nothing about that kind of material or somebody who knows exactly how to use it? <laughs> who knows material? everything about <laughs> making humans, human bodies. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Inside's great, but I'm playing through Limbo right now, and uh, it's, you know, Play Dead Studios. I, I really really like them a lot um their creativity and their creepiness speaks to me on levels that uh might make most people uncomfortable uh <laughs> um but no, like I, I like there you got the giant spider that um i know people that stopped playing that game when the giant spider like if you fuck that up and you, and you get killed your little, the little oh yeah he like does the like <laughs> like just stabs you <laughs> I know people that stopped playing the game right there. They were like, nope, not going to – nope, no no giant spiders for me. And, ever. like, the bear traps and, like – The bear trap. And uh, everything is super visceral, too. Like, it's it's very, it's all just it, such a quick, like, you're dead. They, yeah, they don't – and they don't show – like, because it's all stark black and white. So, you yeah. don't really see anything. But it's the the, the atmosphere and the, and the sound effects the and The atmosphere everything. and the quickness of it and the silence of it. The, the yeah. game is, like, it's it, – yeah, they're very a, sparse. Yeah. They're very sparse with their sound effects and their music, mm -hmm. and they use that really effectively to uh, like kind of jump scare you with stuff. I've and only played that game one time, but I know exactly like it's been at least ten years, maybe fifteen years since I played that game, and I, I know exactly what you're talking about when you say like the sparseness of the sound because that that like bear trap closing and then and then you're you're dead, just <laughs> and then your body just kind of like so limps limp. over. Yep. Oh yeah, so good. Um, I sent a I sent a screenshot to like our our Facebook or our yeah, PlayStation our, friends. I saw that. <laughs> and and our one buddy who had and it was just because uh, at one part in, um, in Limbo, uh, kind of toward the beginning, like you fall through the earth through like a soft piece of earth and like into like a cavern, and there's like a kid that was sitting on the earth, and then when it fell, you actually see a rope unfurl, and he's like. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> right there like, and then your and then your character just kind of sits there and looks at him for a minute and um 
I was like, man, that is super creepy. And so I took, of course, I took a screenshot and sent it to everybody. <laughs> I was like, hey, look at this. And I think one of our friends had no idea what that game was. He just, just said, like, creepy. Creepy. <laughs> uh, that's a great game, though. I'm really enjoying that. Um, I will probably play some more of that tonight. But I did, I did get back, dude. I'm back on it. I'm back on that Mass Effect bullshit. Yeah. Well, you beat the first one, so now you're in the second one. This is a I whole did. Game. I did. And, I, and I've started. I've actually, the last time we talked about it, um, I barely started it. Mm-hmm. Um, but now I think, I mean, this game seems like it's going to be a lot bigger than Mass Effect 1. Am I right in assuming that? It is and it isn't. It's, it's a lot, the story is a lot smaller. But the, um, like, like your pieces. team, your team. Well, it's all about, like it it's all, so literally the story of this game is you have two basic setups. You've got like the, the main thorough line, which you're, you know, you're doing with Cerberus and all that stuff. But the, the meat of the story is literally you're just assembling a team. Okay. Like that's okay. the entire game is, is you assembling your team okay. um, to do like this, this mission at the end that they call, you know, I don't know if you've gotten to. Nope. Don't tell me. It. Nope. So you're, you're, you're assembling a team. And so the scope of the story is a lot smaller than the first game, but the events that happen around that are a lot bigger. Okay. If that makes sense. Um, I really, I, I'm enjoying the characters a lot more. Like the new characters, yeah. really enjoying those new characters the more they have flesh you, them out. Have you got to Freddie Prince Jr. yet? Freddie Prince Jr.? Yeah. No. He's the big, um, actually he might be in three. I can't remember. No, I've gotten, I've gotten. He's the big, uh, huge, muscly guy. No, I, I think he might got, be in three. Actually, no, I haven't gotten the big, huge, mostly. I've so far, I have gotten um, Jacob. Uh, what's her name? Marissa, Mar- Marina, Marina. Um, uh, Archangel, which I'm not going to spoil who Archangel is if you don't know, and Morden, Morden Solis. Morden, Morden is a very interesting character. I love Morden, dude. He's like my new favorite. Now I'm yeah. like running around with him and Archangel. I love to take him on missions because he just says like the most like no filter shit on the planet. He does not care. No filter. He's <laughs> he is literally a uh like a machine in a in a biotic in a, in a, body. In a body. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, uh, and he's a he's killing like, machine in a biotic body, dude. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a kill but he's such an enigma because he's this killing machine assassin, yet he's also a healing doctor. Yeah. Like I really like the way he's got a, the enigma- a fun dichotomy. enigmatic yeah he's really really cool um the mission for getting him was really really cool too yeah that's Um, what i'm saying like the so like the missions for doing everything is a lot bigger and a lot more open and a lot more like stuff so much stuff happens you know but the like scope of what you're actually doing until the very end which it really opens up but like the scope of what you're doing in most of the missions is a lot smaller and contained because they're basically way more personal stories Mm -hmm. which i Mm -hmm. enjoy tend to enjoy more in things like this because like the big huge sci-fi epic stuff um you know you can get that in a lot of places but the character beats and stuff are what makes really what makes mass effect special yeah you know it's like all the characters people have grown to love and this game is really where i feel like that 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 starts um because you, you had some good characters in the first game but like this game is what really even the characters you like from the first game they're all way more defined in this game yeah and um i i there's also a lot of fun stuff that they've added uh not even just in the story but like in in the in the look and the mechanics that that make this game better too 
Um, yeah. One of which is the armors, dude. The armors you can get in this game are so flipping cool. Yeah, because in the original game, and I'm noticing this playing it again, uh, is basically like you have like three different types of armor, basically, and they just like palette swap and color swap. Mm -hmm. it's, it's like the original Mortal Kombat. They just change the colors of yeah. the ninjas and call them different people. But yeah. This game is like full on. They look like. Oh, man. Super I'm, I'm, in this, I'm in this armor right now called the Blood Dragon armor, and it looks like a medieval knight. That so that armor, that armor oh. is cool because you had to play Dragon Age two and link your accounts to get it in the original oh. game. That's why. That's why it looks like that. I played basically the entire game with that armor because it looks so badass. It's black, makes, it's black with the red dragon on it. It's like a dark silver with the red dragon on yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, that makes so much sense. I'm what? Okay, so I'm getting all the DLC the dragon, armor. I got all the DLC yeah, got, armor. Yeah, you get everything. Oh, that's so. When they cool. say legendary edition, they mean they. Yeah, every yeah. Bit of it. There's uh, yeah. there's another armor um that's uh that I think I have to do some research to get called the chitin armor, that looks really cool. That's that's made from the collectors um like, yeah. and that yeah. just looks wild they, they, too. They, I think they, what my thing about Mass Effect Two is I think they took all the complaints on the original game. They were like combat kind of sucks, characters aren't as deep as we would like them to be. And the inventory system is a nightmare. And they were like, all right, these are the three things we're going to, because we already have the story down. We already have the lore down. We have the setting down. We have the characters in place, but maybe we can work on it. And they were like, we're just going to focus and, and drill down on the things that people like and the things that people want. And I think one of the number one things in, from like 2007 when the game, when Mass Effect 1 came out was like, we want to look cool while we're in space, you know, saving the, yeah, saving it's, the galaxy. It's a, this is such a cool RPG that like you want to be just totally enveloped in. And um, if you, you don't, can, can you customize not, the Normandy in this one? Uh, I haven't gotten that far, but I think so. Okay. I know you can't in one of them. But. I can, uh, I know you can upgrade like their armor systems and their weapon systems. I don't think, I don't know if that makes any kind of, maybe that's what I'm thinking of. You need to do that. You need to do that for like stuff later on stuff, but, yeah, yeah i'm pretty sure I'm, I'm gonna have to do that later on um but one thing i will i do have a bone to pick about is in mass effect one you could change your loadout and your your appearance and everything in the middle of a mission in this one whether it's for mm, you yeah. or for your party you yeah. can only do that at the normandy which makes a or, lot more. It, like, it does make more sense, but you know it's what? It's not as fun. I, I know. I hear. If, but what doesn't make sense is if you pick up a gun in the yeah, middle of a mission, change. you should be yeah. able to equip that gun, but like you can't. I think the trade-off there is like they were like, "All right, you can have this ginormous inventory system that is terrible to sort through, and all this other stuff, or we're gonna put all the inventory stuff on the ship. All the customizable ship uh, stuff is gonna be on the ship, and then." when you get out in the field, you're literally just doing the mission. And that's what you're focusing on is the mission and all that. Stuff. Yeah. And, and that I makes like, sense. I like that approach because it really cordons off the, like, between, like I did spend, stuff. I did spend a lot of time in mass effect one, digging through that inventory in the middle of a mission. I, 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 I did. I, I did that a lot. The more time I spend with that inventory system in the, in this version, I'm like, I hate this. And I'm so glad that when I remember playing mass effect two the first time. And I was like, I kind of, wish it were a little more RPG heavy on the inventory stuff that I had more customizable options, not customizable because it's very customizable, but like more like, um, you know, it's got a lot Ooh, of customizable. I just, dude, I'm, I'm losing you big time. I'm losing yeah. your audio. Oh, can, can yeah, you I can, me? I can hear you now. It was, it was bad there for a second. Go ahead. 
Okay. Uh, All right, you're good now. Okay. Um, like the you, there's a lot of customizable options in Mass Effect too, but there's not a lot of like uh, there's not a breadth of options for like changing out your armor or stuff like that. Like it's very they, they simplified it in a good way, but also they took away a little bit of the uh, depth of it. Um, and when I first played it, I was kind of like, I, I kind of missed the depth of the old system. But having played Mass Effect 1 again, I'm like, I don't <laughs> miss that. I will take Mass Effect 2's inventory system. Yeah, I mean, the, the bones I have to pick with Mass Effect 2 are way less glaring and way less numerous than I had with Mass Effect 1. Because um, in Mass Effect 1, it's like you got the inventory system. You got the, the, the worst one for me was the freaking Mako. Um, oh, God like that was just that just kind of made it, half it, it that game slows, not fun it's, it slows the pace <laughs> down to a freaking crawl I, I i'm almost at the end of mass effect one now and i'm just gonna i'm just gonna make i was gonna do all the side quests but i'm like i can't i just can't <laughs> i did it i did it all but that's just because it was my first time playing it i i've already done all most of those yeah, quests, you, and, and some of them are so generic in the first game like it's like go to this planet you're going to go to the same looking facility that you go to everywhere else. And there's going to be like maybe same layout, same, yeah, like the, maybe literally the buildings. There, but. You know what that kind of reminds me of is uh, no, no man's sky when it first came out. Yeah. It's like the same exact, <laughs> it's a different same planet, building. color, and yeah. same building, the exact same layout, the exact same terminal in the exact same spot. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But Mass Effect 2 is just such a better overall uh, experience that I think that those little things like the inventory or like, a lack of inventory options uh, can can be overlooked for. Yeah, dude. Especially when I look at that blood dragon outfit. I'm yeah, like, it's so nice. It's <laughs> so like, cool. Dude, that's so cool. Uh, um, but yeah, that's pretty much all I've been playing. Um, I know you've had a few things to play, but before we get to that, do you want to take like a five yeah. minute break? Absolutely. Yeah, let's take a little break because I'm having some I'm having some issues with my uh, bandwidth. I think uh you there <laughs> perfect timing <laughs> are you there yep okay all right yeah we're gonna take a break real quick because i am having some bandwidth my, issues mine it says your internet connection is unstable it says that on your end it just said that on my end oh uh, that might be the problem no I, I, no <laughs> it's i think it's, I, mine doesn't say that mine didn't say that i'm just having you come through weird that would be all right well let me let me do some technical Okay. <laughs> we'll be right back with more booze and games. Oh, that was beautiful timing. Mm -hmm. Welcome back, everybody, to episode six. I don't think we actually even gave the episode number at the beginning of oh, this. Oh, yeah. This is We're, episode six. Yeah, episode six of the Gaming and Drinking cast. Um, we've got a couple new beers here. Travis has fixed his digital self. He's Internet. back. He's back Internet issues. from the dark zone. Uh, and we have some new beers here. I'm actually going to the dark zone with mine. What you with got? It, uh, I have... From Wild Leap uh, Craft Beer Company, or Wild that, Leap Brewing Company in LaGrange, Georgia. Mm -hmm. um, it is the Double Stuffed Cookies and Cream Stout. Ooh, that sounds good. I'm super excited about this. What's uh, the APV on that? Uh, uh, oh my God. 12.5%. Very nice. <laughs> I didn't even know. 
The Lear is coming back. Oh boy. Oh boy. Double stuffed. No wonder. Double stuffed. It smells delicious though. I thought you were about to hold up the camera and offer it to me to smell it. <laughs> smell that, dude. Just try that. Smell that. Mm. <laughs> smells delicious. I've also got this psycho cat behind me that video uh, people are going to love. Oh, you know what I just realized? Mm -hmm. I've had the video view on you taking up like 90% of the screen the whole time. That's, I mean, that seems like an appropriate thing that you should do. There we go. <laughs> this first half the first half of this podcast between that and uh our little issues a few minutes ago mm -hmm. i'm gonna have to like put a disclaimer at the beginning of this <laughs> okay so now now we're back to regular regular view okay recording wise nice. uh what are you drinking i am drinking one of my favorite beers ever it is uh oh god i hate the lighting in here Oh, is that the the unicorn? Oh no, unicorn farts. Yeah, that's a good one. Duclaw. It is a sour with it's a fruity cereal and edible glitter sour. Dude, that one is so good, and I do love the way it looks in a glass too. It looks so good in a glass. Uh, you can't you probably, really see the edible yeah, glitter. Yeah, you got to really be up close to really see it very well. And um, honestly, the last few years, I feel like they haven't done the emphasis on the edible glitter has been a lot lessened um but it's good that's it's a so good, good beer that's a really that's a fun super, beer super low apv it's only 5.5 so we're basically switching well you're going to be ahead of me because my last one was nine this one for you i had dude i was expecting like eight <laughs> i didn't even look when i saw it at the store earlier i wasn't even thinking about the abv oh boy all right that's good there we go here we wow. go <laughs> All right, take two. <laughs> what? So I've been playing some Limbo. No, <laughs> uh, no, but yeah, we kind of went over what I played already. Now, uh, Travis, what you've been playing? So I have been checking out. Uh, there is a new. I don't know if you played these back in the day. I feel like you would have played them with like your brother or your friends or something. Uh, the Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance games on the PS2 and Xbox. I did not play those. So did you play the Lord of the Rings games? Oh yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. so those games were just the Dark Alliance games with reskinned with Lord of the Rings characters. They were the exact exact same studio, exact same gameplay. Okay. Like they even looked the same. They were fun. Yeah. So if you like those games, you like the Dark Alliance games. Um, okay. The this game, however, is not Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance, which would you know Baldur's Gate is still set in the Dungeons and Dragons universe, but I guess they didn't want to besmirch the good <laughs> Baldur's Gate name, so they just call it. Dungeons and Dragons Dark Alliance and it's definitely treading on the the name like it's definitely supposed to be cribbing from that and saying like hey this is what we're going for um but it is definitely not the Dark Alliance games of old it is <laughs> uh so this game is a behind the back uh almost Dark Souls looking but not Dark Souls feeling type game it uh you pick one of like four or five characters that are all based in like the Dungeons and Dragons lore. It's like Dritstu Erden, who's a very, very popular character from from D and D. Um, there's a dwarf, some longhammer or something like that, and two other, three other classes. Uh, I picked the girl who's a ranger, and she has a bow. That's basically her entire character. <laughs> 
she doesn't do anything cool. Like she does. Okay, so let's get back up a little bit. The game is uh, a co-op looter dungeon crawl, but okay. the mechanics of it are super dry. Uh, it doesn't have a lot going on as far as like gameplay. So it's very repetitive feeling. Um, and you pick your class and you go into the, you like go to this big map and then you uh, select what mission you want to do. It is so dry and so like shallow that there's just no reason to recommend this thing at all. Like you just. That's disappointing. That's really disappointing. Um, Especially like, I know the reviews were just garbage from the get go. Yeah. But uh, I tend to trust my friends' opinions over reviews more often than not. Yeah, especially and if you Sean, can get more. Sean, yeah. your roommate, uh, and also one of my good friends, he uh, he was kind of up on this game for a little while when he first started playing. He said, like, the first time he played it, he got in, he went into, like, just an open open lobby and got up with some people, and, and everybody had their mics on, everybody was working together, and it just was a really good time. Yeah. But then he said, like, ever since that one one play that he was able to do, um, right. ever since then it's just been, like, poor lobbies with people that don't care and like people just without their mics through, on just run through thing. yeah and i feel like if this game i mean most most games if you could play them with your friends or people who are like cooperating and having a good time they're, they're going to be kind of fun and granted i didn't play any multiplayer i just played the single player part um i think if like all of us got on there and played it would it would be kind of fun but i don't think it would change the fact that it's still this very shallow, repetitive gameplay. Yeah, and I think we could get on, like, our group of friends, and this goes for any group of friends that plays video games, you could get on pretty much any game and make it fun. Right, like, exactly. You're just, it's a chat room where you're doing stuff in the background. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, so, like, some of the things that drive me nuts in it is that the dungeons are super bland and boring. Like, there's no, like, when you play, like, a Dark Souls game, you know where there's no map in dark souls you know where you are based on how the game looks like that's how distinct each area is this game every single corridor every single like bridge every single little thing all of it looks exactly the same uh there the diff there are different biomes in between each mission but they like they're still the same like bland uh setting like same layout same you know, it might have green trees as opposed to like great bridges, but it's still like basically the same thing. I saw like some icy looking stuff, like some yeah, Icewind Dale looking. It's it's set in Icewind Dale, so like the first mission is you literally going into Icewind Dale and like doing a bunch of stuff. Um, but the icy stuff, it still just looks like an ice cavern, like the most generic ice cavern you've ever seen, with some gray bridges and occasionally there's a tree that's frozen over. Like it's just, it's not. There's nothing. Um, that keeps you coming back that makes you say i really want to play this game and i think like if i were playing it with friends i would probably be like we could play this game or we could play like you know apex or um what's the Re remnant something like that like i would yeah. rather play i would rather play remnant than this game um because remnant has great Remnant's gameplay. a good game though yeah it's got great gameplay and i think like that's the problem with this game is that the gameplay just is not there so even if you could make it fun with having your friends in it and stuff like it's still mm -hmm. not it's still not going to be the same level of quality that you want out of a game like this. Um, and it does these weird things where I'm like, why did you choose to do this this way? So it has a skill tree in it where you take your like XP and stuff and you go into like your inventory or, or whatever in between missions and you can purchase like new skills and stuff like that. 
Okay, so it's like um in, in like your start menu, there's like your skill tree, and you're going in between. You can only do that in between missions. It's in it, so everything you do, you go to like like basically little tables or like vendors and stuff, and you and you buy stuff from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this has like a little skill tree thing that you can go purchase stuff from. But let's say you bought like a you know for the for the thief, she does like a or for the archer. She like shoots an arrow up in the air and like rains down a bunch of different arrows. You bought that. You need to trigger it in whatever way that you need to do, right? Whatever button combination it requires. If you do not look at that before you go into the mission and don't memorize it, you cannot look at it mid-mission. You can't pull up like a skill list and say, and it's like it's like a bunch of different combos for doing this stuff that you just have to memorize. Yeah. So like you know how like in um Let's say like a, a in God adult. of War. Let's yeah, say like a, exactly like God of War. 100%. You pull up the menu and there's all like there's so all many the different, different combos. combinations. Yeah. And so like it, it like a forward forward you know not forward forward but like a forward and L one and combo L two, like that kind of thing. If I needed yeah. to look that up, there's no way to look that up mid mission. Hope you got your phone by you, dude. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you have to like, but even still, like it, like you, you you're not like encouraged to do like I, it's just a maddening thing to why would you do that like why would you not just let people look up this thing from the beginning yeah there should definitely be a menu tab for for, for showing skills. your abilities yeah so it's kind of madness dude yeah that i will say i got it on game pass um game pass okay. is the greatest thing on the planet and i didn't pay any money for it and then i immediately uninstalled it so uh okay so never no play that again yeah, I'm probably never gonna play that again unless you guys want to get on it. Then I'll probably nah, it, but... I'm I'm good. There's a lot of other games I'd rather play with you there guys. There are a lot of games, and there's a lot of games coming to Game Pass too. Uh, another game that I got on Game Pass is actually a game in early access. They have early called... access games on there. They do. Yeah, they have a couple of them. That's they pretty have neat. Some strategy games that are cool. It's not really my thing, but it seems really cool. Uh, this game, however, is called Prodeus. Prodeus, not with a T, but with a D. Prodeus. 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 Produce. 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 The producers? Produce or produce. Like the some vegetables. Produce. Produce. Uh, Prodeus is the a... Producers. The producers. <laughs> the juicers. <laughs> Parker uh, is a producer. At oh, is he, he's in the produce section? Yeah. <laughs> seems like Parker... Parker like is also a producer produce. in the bathroom. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny because we want him to be our producer on this show. Yeah, he's run, just run, gonna be running the knobs. All sorts of he's gonna be pro. producing a lot. Um, <laughs> so this game is a uh, first-person shooter. It is very old-school, pixelated graphics. It looks like uh, if Quake, or actually, if Doom was made in the Quake engine. Uh, is kind of what it looks like, but with this amazing color, like lighting scheme, all kinds of weird color lighting coming from Ooh. every different angle. Um, I'm looking at the Google images of it, and uh, yeah, that looks dope. It's awesome. It is so cool. Uh, it's very fast and frenetic gameplay. It kind. It's not Does quite. Does it have doom. tank controls? No, no. Okay, no, thank God. Yeah, I mean, those games all had tank controls. That's why I was wondering. What? Like the Doom, Doom originally had tank controls. No, they still use the the. Well, I guess kind of, yeah. They but they really the, bad, really bad WASD. It was before WASD. Quake is what brought WASD, but okay. But, but you know, what this I'm is saying. you get what I'm saying. But now I, I've only played 
Doom modernized, so they've they've changed it to where yeah. it also has WASD uh, controls. So I've completely forgot that it was used to be on the the <laughs> arrow keys over here. Where the control is your shoot button. Yeah. Um, I do remember playing that now, but uh, no, this game is 100% just a Quake like WSD. You know, you get your your guns and you're you're going through a level. You're opening up hallways. The first level is actually kind of reminiscent of Doom Eternal, where you kind of walk out of a spaceship and then you're in this like blasted this hell looking like, area. This looks like id software could sue them. <laughs> like this, this well, if it if id could have so sued much people, like Doom. didn't sue anyone in the nineties, then they probably are not gonna sue these guys. Um, yeah. but it's definitely supposed to evoke that era of stuff. Except when you see it in action though, it looks so much better than any of those games ever uh, looked. Um hey, kitty. do you hear this cat? No? Yeah, I do hear her. Dude, <laughs> she's cute. she's no, she's gonna kill me. That's probably true. I mean, I mean, listen, murder on camera would, if you got killed by a cat on camera, it would probably up our <laughs> viewership levels. Uh-oh. Oh, God. I'm in her domain, dude. She's like this a... Is, this is her world. You're just living in it. It's like going to be like the jack or the cheetah that killed the crocodile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What you doing, kitty? Hey, kitty, kitty. Watch. Watch if I try to be nice. Nope, she jumped down. Nope, nope, she's right here. Nope. Hey, kitty. Get it. Get that hand. Hey. Pat, 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 pat. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh. She instant. She likes and hates me at the same time. She doesn't know how she feels about you, apparently. No, but I'm the only person that's ever given her a treat. So, uh, so apparently, you. my family does not know how to give cats treats. <laughs> oh god anyways proteus i'm sorry this cat is just i, sh I told you i was gonna boot it out before uh we started and i forgot to do that that's okay um yeah proteus is great it's very early there's only a couple levels in it right now that they've released uh but it seems incredibly promising and it it's it's the kind of game that i love seeing these days it's just an old school shooter with modern technology and that is, is there any kind so of is there any kind of uh movement abilities or anything because i know like in the old doom it was like you literally just run and shoot are you just running you and can shooting? jump you can jump uh it's more like quake than doom as far as that kind of stuff goes you can jump uh you're not really doing like movement based uh platforming like you would do in like a doom eternal or something like that but there are some things and there's a lot of secrets that you can explore a lot of secrets where you can like find like a hatch over here that you blow out and then you crawl through and find like a, a something um but it, for the most part it is a very straightforward old school shooter not a lot of there's no like wall running or, or anything like that um no grapple hook you know i know this okay. is really the grapple hook. okay yeah no no uh no modern uh movement stuff really they kept it old school with that not, not that i've seen so far and i highly doubt it because the the whole design philosophy behind this is like make it like an old school shooter Mm -hmm. and I, I don't think they're gonna i don't think they would do that uh but it's, it's super fun and for free like it, it's on game pass like yeah pretty, pretty is it cool on xbox thing. or just pc that i do not know but i it does have controller support so i assume it would be on uh xbox as well okay i if and, if they have I, I don't know if they have uh early access stuff on xbox they do they do they do mm -hmm. okay well i might have to check that out then yeah i think it, it for the it, it's it's a super short a uh, little thing that they have but it's it's very fun um so that's proteus very cool check it out okay uh and the other thing that i've been playing something i've been playing with you 
and that is it's time for our apex minute apex uh, minute uh so the apex with has- adam and the douche <laughs> wait what how come you just get your regular name that's not fair Could it be like the nerd and the douche or something with adam and the nerd no that's not what i was saying, <laughs> saying you're the nerd i'm the douche <laughs> With Adam (laughs) and the nerdy dude. (laughs) That is not, nope, we're still not, still haven't quite made it there yet. Uh, We're workshopping it still. (laughs) Oh, are we? It seems like you're workshopping it. I'm just sitting here taking it. Um, (laughs) Damn it. Oh, God. Uh, All right, so anyway. uh, The new. (laughs) The Lear, dude, it's coming. I know, I could feel it coming. Dude, this buzz is hitting me hard to quick. Good. That's the way Holy it should be. Crap. Yeah. Wow. The kitty could feel it too. She just said, I'm not doing this anymore. Holy smokes. Um, double stuffed Oreos. Adam is now double stuffed. Double stuffed with Adam and the dude. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds real bad. Just so you know, <laughs> that isn't at all sound like something that you want to be a part of. No. Especially with your real name involved. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh god all right so, so for this week's apex minute we're going to talk about uh the new it's part of the collection event i know not collection yeah it is uh, it is well it's, it is a collection event what's the name of the thing I genesis think it's, it's called genesis yeah it's about so genesis it literally takes the game back to the beginning uh it's the first original two maps with no Modify it's their very first OG, incarnations. Kings Canyon, complete uh, OG and OG World's Edge, except that they added the train back to um, World's Edge. Kings Canyon. Kings Canyon. I always no, it is World's Edge, isn't it? I can't remember one of the, whichever one had the train because that wasn't added to like season two. No, I'm not. I can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I muted you. Why would you do that? I didn't mean to. <laughs> why, why are you tapping buttons over there because i was i thought i i was coming across i was looking up uh the genesis collection event and then there was a video ad that was about to start so i muted it but then i didn't realize that it also muted everything else oh i got computer. you gotcha yeah. so <laughs> cat it's losing her shit she's meowing by the door um so this again this takes it back to the old school uh the the mode is fun. I really like seeing the old maps in, in this version of this and like seeing it how it, it how everything started. But what it really highlights is how far these maps have come and how good and smart the additions to the maps have been. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like so you're going at like um on Kings Canyon and there's just like these burnout forests that have nothing in them. Like like I remember so much. I distinctly remember those areas in the map when oh, yeah, me too. first came out and yeah. um never went there because there's nothing to do there yeah and i remember us saying i remember us having conversations like dude they've got to they're, they're gonna have to add something here like this is and just, they definitely did oh yeah like everything I, got filled out my, my theory about that is that they wanted it to be like a like a flat battlefield <laughs> like a flat battlefield type playing area where you can like you know kind of just shoot people out in the open but yeah. in Apex, what I get that what they found out was that no one's going to do that ever because there's no point to it. No, it's no it's way too tactical of a game for that. There's, right. there's so there's you're way never going to be in like an open area where you're just sprinting across getting shot by people with sniper rifles. No. Um, so 
it's fun to see that stuff, but it really does highlight how far they've come from those original maps. So I, I do, it does make me though, however, want them to bring the, tra the train back full time. Yeah. I wish they would do the train was probably between that and Mirage. Mirage Voyage, Voyage, yeah. Like if they would just bring those two things back and keep everything else they've done, um, I'd be a happy boy. Like it's, those, it's, it's weird that they everything. So they added like Octane's thing. They added uh, the the trials for Bloodhound. They added uh, Caustic's thing. The only thing they've ever taken away was the original placement of Mirage Voyage, and they tried to bring it back in like a later season and put it over there near Octane's thing. But like, why would you do that? Because every like those two things are there's nothing on the side where Mirage Voyage was originally. That was where yeah. Skull. They also took away Skulltown. Don't forget yeah, and that. that. I now I do love Skulltown being back. That is so much fun. Skulltown is a shit show every single time, it so and it's fun. so fun. Like if if you want to win the game, you don't drop Skulltown. No, it's but just, if you if you want to have if a you want to just off the jump rip. in and be like, let's go see if we can just kill like five people. And we did quick. that that one time. We got through Dude, it. Rich was... got seven kills. Mm -hmm. Like. I Rich, our buddy Rich is nasty. We really he's need really to bring nasty. him in. Um, yeah, especially to for talk this about it. Yeah, he's he's really damn good. And I, I actually enjoy whenever we're all playing together and I go down and then I like die to where like I have a death box. I really actually enjoy going and just watching Rich. Watching play. him, yeah, watching him because he us he's rest. got really good strats as far as uh evading him enemies and yet still being able to attack. Plus, he always plays. That's octane. what that's what separates him, I think, from us is mm -hmm. that he is really good at attacking and then getting to cover. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that's I'm, just I'm something really I struggle with. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always just want to keep shooting as opposed to like backing down. I'm getting better at it, but I haven't quite reached the the level that Rich is at. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun event. Uh, I, I, I some of the skins and the weapon skins look really cool. I I do want to try to get most of those. When, when when that is available yeah but. i'm gonna look at uh let's see oh do you hear that what was that that was my parents garage door um yeah so there's a few things that i kind of want to go over with the collection event that just uh, i'm super stoked about the first one is something i brought up a few weeks ago with some uh somebody did some data mining and found this out beforehand but the Revenant heirloom is finally here. Yes, and that the, the scythe. So sick. Yeah, can't wait for that. Uh, I I want it. <laughs> I want it real bad. Um, there's also uh, some really cool skins. There's a really good Watson skin. Really good Octane skin. Dope Loba skin. Like Loba. The, have you seen the Loba skin with like the hoodie, the mm -mm. the tank top hoodie? No, that sounds cool. She looks like a modern Assassin's Creed character. Oh, that's dope. I love, yeah, I love that look. For her, that would look super cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Um, and it, I'm also looking at, dude, they actually, man, they really went in deep and showed uh, some stuff on this page. I'm at Dexerto.com. They have something about this uh, new patch. And um, they changed the hitbox sizes for Revenant and Lifeline, made Revenant's hitbox a little smaller, um, made Lifeline's hitbox, it looks like a little bigger. Which they needed to do. Um, and let's see. Watson can now place more than one Nessie on the map at a time with her epic emote. What the heck does that even mean? A Nessie was is the like uh, like Ness monster looking thing. Yeah, but what does the Nessie do? It doesn't do anything. It's just an emote. 
It called that a dude in this in this patch note. It calls that a major buff. <laughs> oh, Spitfire has increased hip fire spread. Uh, P twenty twenty. They nerfed the Spitfire just to unnerf it in a different way. Ooh, thirty thirty repeater has slightly increased projectile speed and reduced charge time. Good. Make, uh, that, make that gun more effective for the people that can use it. That sounds like a great idea. <laughs> Longbow does more damage. That uh, I found out the other day. We were getting messed yeah, up. You you got straight up murked. <laughs> I, that, that person shot me like twice and I was dead. <laughs> we didn't even was, know where it was coming from. It was just like, boom, boom, you're dead. Yeah. The, uh, longbow, the longbow scene, I might try to start using that because that was nasty. Yeah, yeah. So they did some arena balances, changed some prices of stiff. The gold okay. backpack costs more. The arc star costs more. Dang, everything costs more. Seems like I don't know. Re forty five costs less money. Oh, that's good for me. That's good for me because I still have that pistol arenas challenge that I need to do. Uh, Mastiff costs less. Uh, R ninety nine costs less. It was five fifty. Now it's five hundred. Volt costs more. It was five hundred. Now it's five fifty. Spitfire uh, costs more. L star costs more. Um, R three hundred one level two upgrade costs more. The scout costs more. That sucks. Boo. I used to I used to work that from the beginning. It was three hundred and fifty, which was super cheap. Now it's four hundred. Uh, thirty thirty did the same thing. Was three hundred and fifty. Now it's four hundred. Uh, well, we don't have to go through all the. Yeah, I know. I just I'm I'm actually enjoying reading this stuff. Should, that's probably something i should do on my own time maybe not uh, for the podcast <laughs> okay <laughs> all right but yeah they, there's uh they've done a lot of balancing but also um brought in some really fun cosmetics uh especially that reaper scythe for uh, yeah that that thing looks awesome for revenant um, um speaking of reaper scythes uh-huh uh i think that's good for the apex man what do you think absolutely okay you, so you, already, you had a good transition well i Fucked it you, up. you fucked it up, but that's okay. That's okay, man. Speaking I'm... of Reaper sites, we've been playing a little board game uh-huh. called Descent Journeys in the Dark. <clears throat> um, which, if I know we are we are gaming and drinking, we are not strictly video gaming and drinking. We uh, do all sorts of gaming here. Well, we've, and... we've been talking about doing board game stuff. So yeah, yeah. And this one, man, this is honestly might be my favorite board game of all time. Like I've played it. I've played a. I've started a couple other campaigns with other groups, but um, I'm really excited to to do this campaign with the group that we just started the other night. Um, so it's kind of like a D and D type game uh it's 100 dnd and dice uh, rolls and everything yeah you got your dice rolls you got your 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 character sheets and um you start as a weak level one and as you go through the campaign you level up your character there are classes and subclasses um there are minion enemies and then mid-size enemies and then boss enemies mm-hmm. um and it and all scales depending on how many people you have in your group yeah and and yeah the difficulty definitely scales up like i the last campaign i played was just me and amy and it was two players and um if you're playing a two-player campaign then whenever like a group of enemies shows up it would usually be like one one minion and one boss now that we're doing a four-player campaign it's like there's usually like three or four minions and a boss Mm -hmm. um 
and it makes it way harder and way more interesting. Um, but, but it also all of our skills kind of play off of each other. Yes. Um, yeah. and so like, it's really fun to kind of decide cause on every turn, um, you can decide what order you go in. Like you don't have to have like a set turn, uh, order. And so like, if, if we're in a position where like one of us is in, it, we should start out with, this is a dungeon crawler with, with minifigures. And so like there's, there's and a board uh, that you make as you go. Yeah. You make the board as you go. And there's an, a companion app that actually does the DMing for you, Such which, a smart, which Such is a smart the thing. coolest thing about this game. And um, my, the reason I bought it is because I don't have that many board game playing friends. And so and also I, it's, it's, it's hard to DM unless you're super, super into that kind of thing. So. Yeah. And none of us, I don't think have that much experience doing Not rpg board DM. games no. and so uh having a uh an app that does that for us is super helpful and um it also makes it to where we can all be on the same team and not have one versus three or whatever because i always feel like that's one thing that I, I that's actually one of the bigger reasons that i never really got into D in the first place was because i didn't want to be playing against my friends and well, you're not really D and D, the, the you're not really against the DM. Okay. You're, he's more yeah. like he's more placing. He's more of a director where he's placing things in front of you for you to challenge you, but he doesn't want you to lose. Okay. Like that's, well, that, in, that's, that's, that's that's not really what his <clears throat> his role is. Okay. Well, in 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 for example, another board game that I bought that we haven't played yet is Doom. In in Doom, it is straight up like one v however many well, yeah, other players that's like the asymmetrical yeah it's, yeah because it's one side is the demons and then the other three are like competitively going yeah they're all doom marines yeah, yeah, yeah. and um that so, does sound fun though so I'm, I'm yeah doing, the mini know. i i got that one just because the I, I was like oh my god there's like all these mini figures from the game like i i want to start painting these um and yeah i'm super super stoked to play that but um, as far as just like dipping my toes into the rpg board game scene um i felt like descent was a great place to start because it kind of ha- it, it holds your hand a little bit when it comes to uh to the setup um yeah. and also another great thing that the app does is it tracks all of your stats it tracks how much gold you've collected how many skills you've unlocked mm-hmm. what equipment you have and so every time you break out the game to to play it you can look you at what you got, up. and th- these are all the cards you need for this round. Yep. And um, there's all, very smart. There's a lot of components, and and then like it, it, um, it actually when you're building out each quest, uh, you do build the map, the dungeon as you go, and so it's literally exploring because you will not know what's coming up in the next room until you go to that door and tell the app, Hey, I'm opening this door now. And then you, and then when you do that, then it will say, okay, now you need uh, piece nine, a to B, which these are all board game pieces uh, mm-hmm. uh, for the dungeons. And it'll tell you how to set it up, where there are treasures, where there are enemies, and then you move forward and it's super smart and, and super exciting. And it's something that like you just learn as you go. Yeah, it takes like the idea of like a roguelike where you're, you know, you go to a door, like you said, and then you open it up and then it fills in randomly, like it randomly yeah, generates. Very but much, it, it, it very much like a Metroidvania a, kind of thing. It applied that to a board game as opposed to it being like a video game. Um, uh-huh. 
and I think that's super smart and super fun. Um, you were comparing it a lot to a D and D game that you had. What was that one? So I have a D and D game called uh, it's the Raven, the Manor of Ravencroft or Ravenloft or something like that. It's basically like you're going through uh, Dracula's castle. Oh, that's cool. And, and it's the same exact setup. It's got minifigs. You have your character sheets. And you have like a board that you fill in as you go. And there's different scenarios. How do you know. know how to fill it in? Is there like a book that tells there's you? A book. It's a big giant book. Yeah. Okay. So does that kind of do the same thing as the app? It's just a little more it's hard, ex- a little harder. Same, it's the exact same thing. Yeah. Okay. It's, it's, it does these, the storytelling on the, in the book. It does the, so I, it's basically like that app, but in a book form. Okay. It, it, it tells you like, which, but I don't think it, so I think the app randomly generates stuff. No, it's not. It's not random. Oh, is it always the same? Yeah. Okay. So even the enemy placements and stuff are always the same? Yeah. Okay. So then it's the exact same thing. that like Because it's a campaign. It's a, a preset campaign that you're going okay, through. Okay. So then, yeah, it's the exact same thing then. And you can buy – so the cool thing about this is you can buy other D&D board games that actually link to yeah. these pieces. Yeah. It, oh, it's the same – okay, yeah. So it is the exact same thing because yeah. I was telling you earlier, um, I was going back through – but before we go any further um, – for anybody that knows what D and D is or what descent is, I kind of want to just tell everybody what our classes are. So I am playing as the widow Tara. Uh, she is a mage and she's a necromancer. Mm-hmm. Travis is playing as Avric Albright, the disciple healer. Uh, he's like a paladin, basically. Yeah, basically a paladin. Um, our buddy Langston is Laoric of the book. He is a rune master mage. Uh, and Who then our, might be the most powerful character in the game, it seems like. He's dope. And then we got uh, Ashrian, who is Sean. Uh, Ashrian, Sean is Ashrian, a uh, spirit speaker healer character. Um, we as have far as no far warriors. As, <laughs> we have no warriors. Yeah, no, we're, we, are, we have two mages and two healers. <laughs> so no warriors and no um, whatever the other No tanks. No, no tanks. tanks. Yeah. Which my class is kind of a tank because I have a lot of healing points and or a lot of hit points. And yeah, I have, they I can call you a healer, but I think you're more of a tank that has some heals. Yeah, it, it, it's weird that I'm under the healer class, but I, I do think it's funny that we chose two and two as opposed like, to... I, and the thing is, we didn't even know that until no, we didn't. Uh, later. Like in the middle of the campaign or in the middle of the quest, I like found the icons in, in the rule book. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, so let's see. We're both blue or we're both yellow. You guys are both blue. Oh, so that means we're both mages and you guys are both healers. My weapon is literally like, a, like under the, the uh, tank class though. Yeah. Like it has the tank icon on my weapon. So... I think I'm more of a hybrid character, and I think I think like uh, like both of you guys are both straight up mage classes, like you and Langston. But Sean's kind of yeah. like splits the difference between like a, I just, a, I, thief, a thief class and a healer. You class. know what's funny? So Sean is Ashrian, the healer, spirit speaker. That is literally the exact same character that I played in me and Amy's uh, campaign. <laughs> like I literally played Ashrian as, as a, a spirit speaker. Yeah, because you can pick subclasses and stuff. So yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, that, that it's game really is super cool. fun. It's so we, super dope. We, we just did the uh, we did the uh, tutorial quest because I wanted to like I knew I know how to play the game, but I wanted like the tutorial does a really good job of actually because ex- I'm really bad at explaining things, but I can I can play them. I just can't. And, and board games are so dense that it really helps. Yeah, you to get so, in there and just do it. Um, yeah, so we did the tutorial mission, which actually does a good job of putting you through different scenarios and. Um, explaining how you handle each one Mm -hmm. 
And um, in, in the tutorial uh, quest, we were helping the Goblin King Splig take down the Abomination, aka a giant Etten or troll. Um, there were also some Barghests, which are basically uh, werewolves, and Flesh Molders, which are basically uh, like abominable. They're they're like they're mages that can like yep. mold flesh. Yeah, they also they got like extra arms growing out of them, and they like can yeah. shoot fire. And uh, yeah, they yeah, have, the flesh molders are hands. really they're a really interesting enemy. I really like the flesh molders. They are I like all the, bitches, the, the enemy though. designs in this game, like the Argaress. They were like these big wolves, and um, and they're like they have like they're they're like zombie wolves. They got like their flesh like ripped out and stuff. Uh, One thing that I really liked about this is that so it, it presents you with like a series of enemies and there'll be like two to three minions and then like a, a boss character of that room. So every time you get into an encounter, there's always like two or three minions and then a higher version of that same mm -hmm. type of enemy. And that usually they, that higher one does a lot more damage and shit. Right. They, and they have a lot more health. They have, you know, they have more abilities. It's a very smart system that doesn't require a lot of like um, different pieces or like cards or you know what i mean like because they print everything I mean, on the same card for you yeah you got like, like your minion you like the minion stats. stats at the top and the boss the, stats at the bottom or vice versa i can't remember yeah. um but also it makes it interesting in that like it'll say like put it'll say put the flesh molder group on this space on the game board and um what it means when it says the flesh molder group if you look at the back of the card based on how many people are in your party yeah, it'll be like one minion in a yeah. boss up to like three or four minions in a boss um and us playing four people that's the most amount that you can play descent with uh every time it's just like all right we gotta fight like a whole room full of enemies like right now and um it's it's a fun it's a fun back and forth conversation about like hey should should we take out these minions right now yeah, or should we go try to beat the boss because he's going to do the most damage out of all these guys. There's a lot of strategizing uh, in between roles. And you know what I've realized? The best abilities. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry I interrupted, but no, no, um, no, go ahead. You know what I've realized is that the strategizing a lot of times doesn't mean shit because roles can go bad so oh easily. so easily. Yeah, that that part <laughs> is very D and D. Is the your your role determines basically like you can have the best strategy in the world, but if your role goes bad, it doesn't fucking matter. Like you're done. <laughs> and so. it's so easy to have a bad role. Like you can, there's so many things. There's like three different checks in a, in a say you're doing a ranged attack. There's like three different things that have to go yeah, right. Yeah. I, re I remember when I was going to heal Sean and I thought it was going to be like this big, huge buff. <laughs> you're like two red dice. Let's go. And it was like, it was like, three hill no, it was <laughs> one it was one wasn't it oh yeah no it was it was one <laughs> so he got he so there's like uh there there are two red dice there are two blue dice there's uh yellow dice and two gray dice a brown dice and, and two black dice yeah there's a lot of dice but um, once you get this it sounds complicated but once you start going with it, it it makes so much sense it's super easy yeah all you all you really have to do is look at the cards to know which dice to roll um yeah. <laughs> but it does the, the red the red dice is kind of it's your heal dice if you're ever going to do a heal ability red does that and on on each red dice it goes i think one to four um and then there's like one blank space on each so one. there's two blank spaces two blank spaces because there's no there's no you can't fail on the red dice no you can't so no unlike the other ones it doesn't have an x on it 
I mean, you could oh, fail yeah, as yeah. a you could yeah, get, you, you can get roll two blank a zero. Spaces. But if but, you but like the blue die has a straight up X on it where you fail the entire thing. But, but like Sean, uh, let's just go back to this scenario real quick. Sean was super low on health, uh-huh. and uh, we were like, "All right, you can heal up to eight here. Just roll yeah. the two dice. Let's go. Let's get Sean back in this shit." And you roll and one one. And I was talking so much. <laughs> that was, I was like, like your, you up, bro. You're wasn't that your ult too? Yeah. No, it was. Um. Oh no yeah. no no. No, it wasn't my ult. No, that was, wasn't your, your ult. Was, actually saved our asses. Yeah, there. my ult. My ult helped a lot at the end. But yeah, the 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 leading up to that was super super funny. Uh, it was a great moment, and there were a lot of really great moments in that. I will say, it took forever. We were, were learning. I think it'll go a lot faster the next time. But yeah, it, it took us about five hours. Yeah, um, but that game's great. Uh, but I think that's that's probably good for that. Uh, yeah, do you want to we'll, do you want to stream it next time? maybe for sure we can if we can find we'll a good try. way to set it up we'll, we'll I see think, what we can do. i mean honestly right now we are using my macbook's camera and i don't know about you but on my end it kind of looks pretty it good looks, it looks fine yeah, yeah it looks, looks fine good. to me and so we could just i think set... it's the, the compression through zoom i think is going to be an issue for us until we figure out obs so. well if we just record on like and this is this is behind the scenes stuff but if we just record on any other app uh yeah. with just throw one just of these the mics in the middle of the game board and you know if we if, they, if we hear happens. it we hear it we don't we don't um, um or set one up on either side i don't know yeah we'll, we'll figure something out there's yeah. a way to do it for sure uh but let's let's take a break and then we're going to come back with a with a question uh for every for both of us and then we can wrap this thing up yep all right get another beer yep sounds all good right. we will be right back with more murderous kitties and drinking <laughs> oh damn that was a powerful one. Oh yeah the beer explosion you're doing another jalapeno oh yeah another another bird song jalapeno i don't i don't think i need another uh 12 and a half percent beer probably not to start um, with so I am doing a smoked lager Ooh. called Smoke Show from Revelry, which is out of Charleston, South Carolina. Um, it's a, actually a collab between The Hold, which is a great name for a brewery, and Revelry. I don't know what The Hold is, but um, Revelry is fantastic. They have a super cool tap room. It's two stories. I've not their, been there. Their best stuff is like at the tap room, but I've never had this before. Have you ever had a smoke lager? No. Okay, so they they literally put smoke into the fermentation like as they're brewing it and it like it gives it a smoky taste. Yeah, like I bet. Basically by side of fire. Um I had one from the the guy who uh brews at New Serum brought them to us when I did a tap takeover with him. First one I ever had and I was like this is awesome. He's like this is the most love it or hate it style of beer there is. Like you either really dig it or you really do not. So As I someone it. that likes a peaty scotch, I think I would like a smoked lager. That is literally exactly what I said. I was like, I'm a big peaty scotch fan. Like, I like that smoky flavor. I think I'll like this, and I loved it. So this is the only the second one I've ever had. Um, his was the first one. So we'll see. Nice. I, I love a good lager, so it, it's hard for me to think. I've had, like, I've had, like, smoked old fashions and, like, smoked drinks mm-hmm. where they, like, do that, where they put the wood flame. chips, where yeah. they put, like, the wood chips and then, like, cover it with a dome and smoke it out for a I think that's minutes. I think that's how they do this, too, if I'm not mistaken, but I, I yeah. could be wrong. I don't know a lot about brewing, so. That, uh, that, make, that would make sense if that's how they did it. I do remember him saying something about wood chips, though, so. 
Cool. Uh, so we'll see how this goes. Um, All right. But anyway, so I brought a question this week for us. It is a few weeks ago, actually. Now we, we missed the actual anniversary, but a few weeks ago, it was the 25th anniversary of the Nintendo 64. It came out 25 years ago, and I distinctly remember it coming out. So we are old. Dude, okay. Um, Earlier, I said I was nine when I came out, but that would put me at six years old. Wow. When the N64 came out. I didn't know it came out in 90. I guess it did come out in 95. It came out in Japan no, 96. in 95, I think. In 96. It came out in, in here in 96. Yeah. I, 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 remember, I remember all of that release. So um, so I, I asked you this earlier, but I didn't answer it. Uh, there was a, so I, if you read video game magazines back then, like EGM and uh, I read Nintendo Power. That, that wasn't really around. I mean, it, it, it might have been around, but it wasn't nearly what it was in the early 90s, by 96. Um, it, it was, was EGM, I mean, EGM and GamePro. Those were the two big ones. GamePro was huge. EGM was huge. Um, even Game Informer, I think, was around by that time. And the hype leading up to the release of the Nintendo 64 was gigantic. Uh, I think they called the original stuff leading up to it Project Reality. And it actually had a different name leading up to it before the release date was revealed for years leading up to it. It was called something different. Do you remember what that was? Was it Dolphin? No, that Dolphin. Was, the Dolphin was that the That was the Dreamcast. No, it was the GameCube. Oh, yeah. Dream, uh, uh, GameCube. Okay. Uh, no, it was called the Ultra 64, which is such a better name. <laughs> like, that is yeah. such a cool name. Um, or just Ultra. Called, if they would have just called it like Ultra Nintendo, that would have been cool too. I don't know. Ultra 64 has always stuck with me, and I, I think it's such a cool name. Um, but they were, so they led up to it and they were showing like, so Final Fantasy was a huge thing on the Super Nintendo. Like Final Fantasy 4 and 6 were gigantic. And the big hype leading up to the Ultra 64's reveal was they showed like these 3D blocky characters of Final Fantasy dudes. I remember some guy had like a bandana on and, and, and something like that. Um, and Square actually decided to go with the PlayStation instead because of the cartridge. Nintendo did not want to go to CDs. They wanted to do cartridges again because it was harder to pirate cartridges. Um, and so they, because of that, they decided to stick with the cartridge format. And that's what led to the PlayStation being created because originally it was going to be a PlayStation and Nintendo hybrid. They were going to make this like hybrid console. Oh, I remember these. that. And they actually yeah. have, they actually have. There's a, uh, there's a prototype of it out there. There's yeah. prototypes and people sell them on eBay for like tens of thousands of dollars. Yep. 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 Oh my God. I didn't know that that was what that was. Yep. That was supposed to be the 64. And, uh, oh, man, and then Sony. So cool. That would have changed history, dude. That like would have oh, been. Sony ended up changing history and like look at what it, where they are now. You know, I like, know, but could you imagine history. if Sony and Nintendo came together like in the 90s and now where that would be? Damn, that's good. Is it? Man, that's really good. Yeah. If you like, mm, yeah, I think you would like this. You should bring one of those tomorrow whenever we're hanging out that I can try. Okay. If you have another one. I don't, but I'll get one. Okay. <laughs> um, but so anyway, the, the hype leading up to the, the 64's release was, it was huge. And the 64 is the first, and maybe it's because I was so young, but the 64 is the first console I can remember where you couldn't get it. Like it would be sold out kind of like the PS5 is now, like the Switch was when it first came out. Uh, basically every console that releases now is, is you, you don't, you can't buy it for like a year or so. Um, and it was gigantic. And what's really funny is that there was only two launch games for it. You remember what they were? 
Mario and Zelda. No, it? Zelda wasn't out yet. It was Mario and Pilot Wing 64. Oh, yeah. And those were the two games I had when I first There was got the one. only two games you get, and they were like $80 a piece. So, like, do some inflation on that math. And that's those are like $130 games by 96 money. And I can imagine playing $130 for Pilot Wings 64. Dude, Pilot Wings was awesome. It was okay, but like that $130. Okay. There's one thing I, I super duper remember about that, and that is uh, the, the farm soundtrack, dude. Yeah, the soundtrack was the great. The Pilot Wings soundtrack was so good. It was really good. It, like when you're when you're hang gliding over a city and like you just got that like I, I don't even know what it is now but like i just remember hearing that and being like this is it's a vibe next level it's, it's a, vibe. a vibe that's what you said to your six-year-old self it's a vibe yeah i was like six years old just being like yo dis i'm vibing dis a vibe <laughs> I, so my first memory of seeing the 64 in action was going to a Best Buy and playing Mario at a Best Buy like kiosk and just being blown away. I was like, this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Like I, I could not believe the graphics because that was like the first, you know, 3D game that really took to the fourth, like 3D movement, like the analog stick was the, that was like the first controller that had analog stick on it. And, um, I mean, it was, it really changed the way that we look at modern video games. And uh, so I just wanted to go through this and be like, what, what are your fondest memories of the 64? And what are some of your favorite games? Yeah, I'm super down with that. Um, I'm going to be a little less, uh, I'm not going to have that many memories as far as like, oh, do you remember this huge release or anything like that? Uh, just because I was so young, but mm -hmm. it was the first console that like I could like go to the store and be like, oh my God, look at all these awesome games and actually know what the hell I was looking at. You, you said that uh, it was Kyle's console, right? Do you remember it coming home and, and all that yeah, stuff? Yeah, so um, it, was, it was Christmas, Christmas 96. And we it were all gathered around by the fire. We were all gathered around the Christmas tree and... And you know, no, nobody started drinking yet. And, uh, <laughs> so it was we were, a good time. We at were that all kind of happy. But no, I do remember Christmas 96. Kyle got the N64 and um, he opened it up. And we both, like, it was his, but like me and Kyle shared a lot of stuff. In fact, um, Kyle, whenever I remember one time there's actually a video of me getting a present one year when we were young uh and it was a gift that kyle also wanted and kyle looked at looked at me and goes adam what's mine is mine and what's yours is mine <laughs> <laughs> and you're like well that might be true but that works in reverse too i was just like uh okay i guess but then like yeah after that it was like that's was how it, it works like it was, was it, this is all both of ours was it the ninja turtles uh i don't thing i don't know what popped it, out i don't know what it was but like that video is hilarious because it just shows that kyle had that mentality from like the from, time he from was the jump and five. still has it today <laughs> yeah <laughs> and um so yeah like the n64 was technically kyle's but we shared it completely 100 percent um, and we got, uh, Mario and pilot wings right off the bat. And then a few months later we got Ocarina of time 
Um, or no, that that didn't come out till '98. Yeah, Ocarina um, was way later. But we did get Wave Race, Mario Kart. I mean, dude, like Wave, Wave Race. Yeah, yeah. like I'm sitting here looking at it right now, just like the list of uh, all the different games. Blast Core. We talked about that one already. Uh, yeah. Not not my favorite, but <laughs> I dude, know people love it. I loved Blast Core. Uh, there was there was another like WCW game. Oh, there were do WCW Nitro, uh, WCW, uh, not, not WrestleMania, not WrestleMania. No. Oh, um, there were so many good. The, there all were the, a lot of good wrestling. When games people think of good 64. wrestling games, they think of the '64 wrestling games. Like 100. Yeah. percent When you think of what you loved as a kid playing good wrestling games, it's all the. Like, I think wrestling. it was WCW NWO. Oh no! Uh, yeah, it was, it was NWO versus the world or it was like wcw versus nwo um 1080 snowboarding snowboarding was great uh uh gosh just so many bomberman i played a lot of racer turok did you like turok i love that one was was very divisive i loved turok i like Um, shooting dinosaurs as a kid was like the coolest thing in the world and like if you if you go back and watch a video or try to play turok you can you can download turok to your ps4 right now i did and it's terrible yeah it's not it's It's real bad it's not a good game i and and i think that back then it was like yo you're shooting dinosaurs with real guns Turok got better as it went on. That first game, I think, would be incredibly hard to go back to. But you know what's not hard to go Remember back to? Remember those giant roaches? Yes, I do. They, they were terrifying. You know what them. game is not hard to go back to? Goldeneye. No, I could go changed, back to that any day. It changed first-person shooters on consoles forever. It didn't make the standard like Halo did, but every single person our age, almost to a T, had that game, loved that game, and played the crap out of the multiplayer. And everybody thought they were the best at it, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I still think people would get in fights about that stuff. I'd like, beat, beat you right now. I would love to. And, and actually, when I lived in Savannah, um, one of the guys I worked with, his name was Jarrell. He was awesome. I was always talking about, like, my, my PS3, PS4 stuff. Um, and this was, this was in, like, 2015, 2016 um and and he every time i talk try to talk to about video games to him he'd be like dude what are you talking about i still got an n64 <laughs> and i went over to his house one day and sure enough he had an n64 set up on his plasma screen tv and that's his only console that he had and he's like dude you want to play some like goldeneye or mario kart i was like yes to all that and we sat and played goldeneye all night and um Dude, yeah, it still holds up. Like, I know that it, the controllers are kind of shit, but... Yeah, the uh, controllers suck, but the, the gameplay itself, I think, is still super solid. It was just such a... It was and such it a defined competitive split-screen multiplayer experience. It defined what multiplayer games could be as a first-person shooter with, like, all the mods that you could do. You could do, like, you know, fists only or... You know, big no, head mode, big head mode, like no golden no, gun, uh, rockets no only, knives we, only. Pro- you know what was the proximity mines only? <laughs> Dude, that was so much fun. We, and you would and you would have so many explosions on screen that the game literally would be like, I can't hand- it go to like three frames a second. It like could not handle it at all. Man, yeah, what a what a great video game. So good. And, and then they didn't care. It was and so the, good. The the best. So then you come to the the thousand pound gorilla in the room and that's ocarina of time oh i thought when you were gonna say game, diddy kong racing 
I like Diddy Kong Racing. I did too. I don't, I don't think it's a good game, especially I think if I played it now, I would be like. I think this it's is better than game. Mario Kart 64. That is blasphemous. It's true. It's um, true. Also, Clay Fighter 63 and a third. Oh my God. No. Another, another great game. No, it's not. It's not a good game at all. It's that's a bad video game. No. Go, play it right now. Bring it get an emulator, bring I it up on your gladly. On your you would play it for 30 seconds and be like, this game is awful, and I see what you're saying. No, I, I know that the the I, I can actually still feel like I know the controls for that game and I know how it feels. And it does feel mushy, like when you're playing. Yeah, it. that's because it's a mushy game. There's a reason that all of all the like games we remember fondly as a kid clay fighter has never been rebooted <laughs> like one of the only it ones should never it been rebooted. should it 100 should i i i bought like that game on like day one i was so excited for that game and it was awful did you like clay fighter on the super nintendo yes i loved it that's why i bought the that one I it was the it was same game yeah and but like super stripped down and had like no like the 63 or the 63 and the third version was like the sixty the the Super Nintendo version was better than the sixty four version, one hundred percent. Maybe it's because the controller was terrible, but you know, dude. Yeah, that's one thing that like as far as fondest memories. I don't know if this counts, but uh, that, like realizing that you're playing on this weird like three pronged like trip, no one's hands are built that way triple phallus of a controller. <laughs> I got three dicks in my hand. <laughs> Seriously, I don't know what to do with all these dicks. <laughs> um <laughs> that's, the, that's the that's the title of the episode uh no it it was a, like i held it weird i apparently i held it wrong i didn't hold it by the right one and the middle one i held it by both sides you could do that that was okay to do that as was long that as you a valid playing, way well you i mean clearly it was a valid way but you couldn't play uh basically any game that way but that's i did no 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 no. i would have you I would couldn't use, use the use, sticks for no, if the analog, use, like on mario 64 you had to use the analog stick so or zelda or any of those games yeah so i would it. i would i would be holding it on the left one and reach over with my left thumb and with your six-year-old yeah hand yeah that's that sounds painful I, that's what i did that and then and then really and then with my right hand i would reach over into the middle to press z Oh yeah, I guess you would have to like do this weird reach to the middle. It was like I had it like this, like <laughs> I don't know. It was... That sounds that sounds like a hand cramp waiting to happen. That's why I have osteoporosis now. <laughs> Thanks, N64. <laughs> um so anyway, back to the real thought. Ah, oh, ow. Gross. You're welcome. ASMR. Yeah, that's what that is. Um <laughs> So then, but then, like, honestly, the biggest release of all time, one of the greatest games of all time, the one people hold up to everything else is Ocarina of Time. Such a beautiful game. And that game still holds up. I can, that title screen with the twinkling music and the, and Epona, Link riding Epona, it just, like, it gives me chills just thinking about it. Like, dude, it is, I could put that on, on repeat and just go to sleep to it. There are night. YouTube videos that do that. It has, like, the, oh, the title I know, screen. I know. I've, I've done it before. I have um, to. Like, if you go to my, uh, like, videos, you'll like on YouTube. It's like Zelda chill music. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> Final Fantasy chill music and Zelda chill music. Um, but, like, you, you, you've got this, like, game that I think the design of is still mind-blowing today to think that they pulled that off in 1998 or whatever, when it, 97, whenever they were building it. Um, but, like, I remember playing that game for the first time and being like, 
I can't believe this is an actual video game. Like, if this is what video games are going to be, like, Skyrim would not exist if it weren't for Ocarina. Ba you know what? Basically, any open-world RPG would not exist if it weren't for Ocarina. You're probably right. I mean, actually, you know, I think they would have gotten there. I don't know. Uh, but the, the it did have a it was the it was the groundbreaker. Like it was the one. There were there were computer RPGs doing that stuff, but it, they they didn't have the graphics that that game had. They didn't have the game like the like it when you used to fight in like an old like the the original Elder, Elder Scrolls games. It was like a pop pop like back and forth fighting like tap 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 you know with a sword. There yeah. was no like action to it, and like that Z trigger combat was Can like. I yeah that's true and I can so i good. also say that the water temple in ocarina of time is one of the most frustrating areas of any maybe the worst thing in any video game ever but the <laughs> the re-release on the ds uh made that way more palatable because you can just flip the boots on and off with the press of a button yeah yeah i um, so much i did get that i actually got the 3ds uh version of that no that's what was... i meant the, th the 3ds this one i'm talking about sorry yeah you're yeah right. It... you're right that god that was good that was that so good so i actually started i, I might actually have to bust out the 3ds i got mine to play that again waiting to for me to play because i that i keep that around just whenever i want to play ocarina like that that's how good there's also is. lots of other good 3ds games but yeah oh, there's like, so many of them that but was, that, that, that's the game that i like if i'm feeling nostalgic like that's the game i go back to yeah um game is but glorious uh, but there's also Mario Kart 64, which I know you think Diddy Kong Racing is better, and that's a blast. I mean, but whatever. I like put them on the, the same first, level. The first time you played the 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 road where there's like actual cars coming through and they'll like hit you and stuff, like that blew my mind as a kid. Like, I, oh I, yeah, the Toad's Turnpike. Yes, I could not believe because there's like semis and stuff on that thing, and they'll just like yeah, with run ramps, you over. Yeah, with ramps and all that stuff. Oh, and yeah. oh, we we're talking about this earlier because of the Digital Foundry video, but the Wave Race 64. The water in that, I thought I was like, this is the best video games ever going to look. It, it can't look any better. It can't. It can't. <laughs> like it blew my mind. The, was, and the way like the physics of the water worked, where you would like yeah, you would hit a wave up and down on it. Yeah, hit a wave and go into it and come out and pop out and do a backflip and all this other stuff. Yes, God, like what a great. I played so much Wave Race sixty four. It's not even funny. Like I probably played that first level a thousand times. Yeah, because you because you had to start over every single time. Yeah, like, it, was, it was always the same thing, but. You didn't care back then because you were like, whatever, I just want to play this amazing looking game. Yeah, Wave Race was really, really good. You know what else was really good? Star Fox uh -huh. 64. Oh, mm, you were so mm, you were so right. What that a game. game. Star Fox 64. No save? Could not save? No. No, no do you no, want to no, save? No. no, F you. You're not going to save this entire <laughs> Even time. Even though we've got memory cards in this no, point. You, we, no, we don't care about that. <laughs> you can save right on this cartridge, but can you? No, you're not going to. You're going to have to run through every single time. And what's funny is that's like the precursor to like a run-based game, you know, like, <laughs> yeah, like, kinda. like, I know, but I think it's unintentional. Can, no, it is. But like that design philosophy kind of carry through because you can pick like different paths, you know, and it's yeah. like different each time you can go to the X zone or whatever it was. And yeah, what a great game. Like you could beat it in literally like an hour and a half, but you could, but there were so many different so ways to go good. through it. So good. Um, uh, another one, uh, 1080 snow, the snowboarding games on the N64 were really good. They were particularly 1080, 1080. and snowboard kids. I never played snowboard kids, but I love 1080. Both of those were really flipping good. And I kind of wish that, uh, snow, oh man, the cat's attacking my dog. Uh, so I'm sorry, shadow. Are you okay, buddy? 
Shadow just came up to say hi to me, and the cat pounced on his face. He said, I'm the only one. Yeah. Uh, another one um, that I don't think gets a lot of credit, but I think was good, at least because in my seven-year-old brain, mm-hmm. was uh, Star Wars Shadows of the Empire. Oh, yes, dude. I That game is probably not good, like if I played it right now, but like you could you could fly you had the like on foot levels you had the x-wing levels you had the snow speeder levels like it was man. just an all-around good star and wars experience people people who didn't live through that era don't remember this this is like pre-prequel era stuff so like there were no other star wars stories at the time besides like in the books yeah um so like this was like the first new star wars story that we had gotten in like 13 years or something like that like the last movie came out basically when i was born so i didn't i didn't even know what like i hadn't had any i mean what the forever. the the uh episode one came out in what 99 99 yeah yeah and so, shadows yeah, came out in like 96 that. shadows came out in 96 I, they did a big they released a book alongside it also called shadows of the empire which i read and it's amazing uh it got me super into star wars. those books actually got and that game got me more into star wars than the old movies did um but fun the, fun flipping game yeah, that, that game was great. I, I I don't want to ever go play that game again because I think it's going to ruin my memories of it because I've heard people say that it's a bad game, but, you know. I, yeah, it was hard. I mean, I was a, ki- I was a kid kid when that game. I, like, when I all think it was hard because it was, was bad. Kid. Yeah, like the, the, it was, I think, I remember it being just, again, kind of like Clay Fighter, kind of mushy. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the targeting. That's kind of a, a, a recurring theme within the, 64 universes that <laughs> everything runs at 15 frames per second there's barely any texture work done on anything um except ocarina ocarina ran really well there wasn't a lot of slowdown in that game and so did mario 64 ran like butter like oh man what a great another game. one that actually, another one that actually ran really well was uh super smash brothers yeah that game on the that game version. it i mean dude we would have like me and my like fourth grade friends would have like tournaments oh yeah Smash Bros, where we would just like well, not fourth grade but yeah a bunch of middle school yeah. friends yeah get together and just go nuts on super smash brothers because like it's all the characters from all the games that we love like mm-hmm. it had and then a bunch of characters we've never heard of before no no no, no. It, it, i think the original super smash brothers lineup was pretty much all characters that you know i think um, there were a few weird ones in there that i didn't let me know see i'm about to look it up uh i think i i'm trying to think okay so it was it was Mario, it was Kirby, it was Link, it was Donkey Kong. Samus. It was Samus, it was Jigglypuff, it was Pikachu, mm-hmm. and Captain Falcon. And was that, that it? it? Is that it? Okay, well, maybe Yoshi. Oh. Mm. And, and Fox. Oh, yeah, Fox. Always been Yoshi, Yoshi and Fox. And, yeah, so it was all characters that you know. Yeah, I guess that's Oh, true. Uh, the four unlockables. Were, so it was the, the from the start, you get Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, Yoshi, Kirby, Fox, and Pikachu. And then the four unlockable characters were Luigi, Captain Falcon, Ness, and Jigglypuff. Ness was the only one. See, I knew Ness because I was a huge Earthbound fan. So okay. I didn't know Captain Falcon because I wasn't a uh, F-Zero. F-Zero fan. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know Ness or Captain Falcon. I learned about Captain Falcon because I thought he was so cool in Smash that I actually like was like, what the hell is he from? And I looked up F-Zero uh, and that's that's a whole nother can of worms is why the heck haven't they made another f-zero game oh man what why haven't they made (laughs) there's a Uh, lot of franchises from that era that i feel like they could benefit from updating um blast core even maybe um but like why is there not a diddy kong or a donk diddy kong racing 
Like that's, that that's seems like a no brainer. Question. That seems like a no brainer to me. Like you could, I guess, because Mario Kart's take seven years to make. They haven't released a new one since the Wii U one. But I think I think it's because um, it's a rights thing. I think Rare owns the rights to Diddy, Diddy Kong Racing. I don't. I don't think Nintendo would ever let them own that kind of thing. I think that's what it is because they own they own the character of Diddy Kong. So there's, I don't think. Yeah, they own the character, but Rare owns the rights to Diddy Kong Racing. I don't think. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure I read that. Mm. Because I looked. I've looked it up, dude. I I need to know. It does seem like a no-brainer that you would have that that game come in and and do that stuff. But did you ever uh, play a Conquer's Bad Fur Day? I was never a big Conquer person, but I never played it because my parents wouldn't buy it for me because they said there was too many titties. But uh... hold on. (laughs) Hey. <laughs> We're taking a break here at the gaming and drinking gas. Hey. All right. Tell her I said hey. Adam says hey. No, I said hey. I'm not going to say it like that. <laughs> Come on. Be a um, sport. Hey. Ne- Why are you saying it like that? I said hey. Please don't do that anymore. You're going to get us canceled. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to cancel us myself. Um, I feel you there. Mario Party. (sighs) Nope. Yeah, dude. No. You didn't even play it back then? That's a bad video game. Did you think it was a bad video game back then? Yes, 100%. I did not like that game from the jump. My sister loved it, and Uh, I did not. I was a big Mario Party fan. We used to stay up all night playing Mario Party. Mario Party, um, not a good game. And we used to, like... My buddy, we used to play it over at my buddy Keith's house. He had like the first three of them. Like, I think the first three came out on 64. Yeah, I think you're right. And um, he had all three of them, and we would stay up all night playing them. And his dad would come up there at like 1130 and be like, Y'all need to go to sleep. <laughs> and we'd be like, uh, Okay. And then we'd play like another hour of Mario Party. I could not, I just never got into it at all. Um, all right. I think. I mean, it was it was never my. I like, can go ahead. The the like thousand turn thing, you know, uh, and having that board that didn't see it like it was so random. Like I, I know Mario Kart is random too, but the, the the board game aspect where you could like literally have all of your stuff stolen at the very end by some guy who got like a good roll because he was super far behind, aka Dan Reichert, like. That that kind of stuff drove me nuts. I hated that stuff. Yeah, it's it sucks, but it's also just part of the fun. Who cares? Like, it's, I don't know. I was maybe I was too competitive as a kid. I think I think maybe that, I need to give it a try again now. But <laughs> I don't know. Um, I also played the shit out of uh, Cruising USA. Cruisin oh yes, World. me too. What uh, about? Did you ever play that G Extreme game? Extreme G. 
is like a motorcycle. Oh, oh yeah. Like the light the, cycle kind of thing. I don't think that that game is good. Like, I feel like if I played it now, I would hate it. But Dude, I played that game so much as a kid. My sister and I loved that game. That. I always felt like it was going to give me a seizure. <laughs> yeah, I know because it was like 120 frames a second when no game did that back then. That game was wild. They did like XG2 or something like that. I never played the sequel to it, but I played that game so much. I actually that was a good one. I'm feeling like I need to go download an emulator and just to play that one game because that's like oh. my one of my fondest memories of wow. the 64. Dude, you just like gave me a flashback because I haven't thought about that game in 20 years. I know it's a game that you don't really think about, but it was a game that almost everybody played because everybody bought every racing game on the 64. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um. Speaking but of yeah. racing games, uh, Star Wars Pod Racing. Yeah, Pod Racing was or Star Wars Racer was really good. Yeah, that was a great one. Um, uh, Racer yeah. Revenge not so good, but this is this is what I'll say about the Nintendo sixty four. I I'm pretty sure we've gone through about fifty percent of the entire library. <laughs> yeah, there wasn't a whole lot of games. There wasn't a lot, but uh, for the time, it was bangers. They yeah. were bangers but like i know going back now it's like you go back now and they don't hold up no. but for the time it was just banger after banger i think it's banger. i think it's our age at the time like abundant free time no work like i, I feel like if i played any of those games now i'd be like i'll play them for 30 seconds and be bored but yeah you know, when you have nothing but free time and you're able to invest all of your time into like learning the mechanics of like the extreme g game or something like that then you're able to like get this depth out of it that you probably would not be able to get otherwise. And yeah. it's, it's very, uh, I, I would like to get that. Could, that might be a fun feature is to go back through the N64 catalog and just play some I of these old games. Gonna, I think what we're going to have to do with that unless we can some, I don't know how capture cards work, dude. We are such noobs when it comes to this. Um, I know, I, we could, if I got an emulator, we could definitely capture it on here. Okay. Well then I'm super, super down. The problem is using modern controllers <laughs> in place of that piece of shit. Fucking wonder. Game. I wonder if you could like get uh like a N64 to USB. Oh, you know someone's made that. <laughs> you know someone's made that. Some peripheral maker has made like this ugly three dong <laughs> controller for that. You know somebody out there has done it. Oh yeah. Oh man, we should do that for sure. That would be super fun. But I hey, definitely be down for that. As a um, are you are you down to uh, cut it? Yeah, this is, this is a good place to stop. I think, dude, I've had a lot of fun tonight. This yeah, has been me a really too. Good one. Been really good. Um, might have gone a little long, but that's okay. I think it probably did, like we always do. Yeah. Apologize, apologies to our friends who hate our two and a half hour episodes, and also apologize to everyone for the first hour of this, where they have to look at Travis's ugly mug. The whole time. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be something that people are going to need an apology for. <laughs> oh, God. All right. Well, uh, we're going to call it on this one, on this here episode six of the Gaming and Drinking cast. Six episodes in. Yeah, man. Six episodes in. And I know they haven't been super regular, but you know what? We're They've been them. basically weekly. I think we missed one week out of all yeah, of them. We're, but like we're trying to put them on Mondays, and now it's Thursday. Well, yeah, we're trying. We There's been a lot of live stuff in between. <laughs> yeah, we got, a, we got some stiff, some stiff um, going on, but that's okay. Um, we'll, it'll be a week to two weeks, you know? That's kind of where yeah. I'm at with it. It'll be a week to two weeks. It's not, I'm not promising Monday, but it'll be sometime that week. That week. Uh, yeah. And I picked a perfect time to end it because you just started going out again. Yep, you're going out again. So, this is...
episode six of the gaming and Dreamcast for travis casey and myself uh i'm gonna be saying good night farewell until we meet again and cheers to you everybody cheers to travis who seems to be stuck in some form of time uh, we'll talk to you guys next week